Today's show is brought to you by Drift Outfitters at 199 Queen Street East in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is packed full of fly fishing gear, tying materials, clothing, hats, bags, and more. Rob and the guys down at the shop have you covered for all your fly fishy needs. Whether you're taking a trip to northern Ontario or heading on a massive journey to the heart of Africa to fish tigerfish on the Zambezi River, Drift Outfitters has got you. Stop by the shop at 199 Queen Street East or visit them online at driftoutfitters.com to take advantage of their fantastic online store and free shipping on Canadian orders over 100 bucks. Hello and welcome to another episode of SoFly. It's uh, February 10th, believe it or not. It's a Monday. And uh, we're back in the studio with a new mixer there. So you might be hearing different sounds coming from us. My name is Mitch. We got uh, Aldo. Hi. We got Yoma. Hey, everybody. And we've got a very special guest in the studio today. He's out back from the woods, deep in the woods. He's come, uh, he's emerged to the city uh, and joined us here in downtown Toronto to talk about Tomogamy and Tomogamy Outfitting Co. Uh, we've got our, our old buddy here. We got Eric from Tomogamy Outfitting Co. How's it going, Eric? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Welcome to the show. This yeah. is, I mean, we've recorded up in Tomogamy at your fine establishment and with you, but yeah, now you're on our turf. Yeah. yeah you know, this is actually the third podcast I've done with you guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's we, awesome. Yeah. We've done two in Tomogamy and one here. Now, I guess we're not done yet. Nope. In fact, you could say we've just begun. A lot can happen between now and the end of this. Might not. It might not complete. You never know. It yeah. might not. This show y- might Yoma just could trail out of here, and Aldo could, you know, likely. punch him in the kidneys or it's something. Likely to happen <laughs> again. And it just never happens. <laughs> yeah, we're super stoked to have you in the here today in the old SoFly recording room. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about a winter camping trip that we took recently with you to Tomogamy. Um, because it was super cool. It was the first time we've all winter camped, and you've been putting it on for a few years now. This is the third year that we've third. we've been running it. I think at this point, it's actually uh, grown. Uh, it grows, it doubles about every year. So we we have four four groups, paid groups coming up this this winter. And, yeah. And uh, um, it the first year just started off with one group, and then a, a couple of trips that I'd I'd go with people just to see how it goes because that's not my background really winter camping. Right. So uh, I, I sort of had to figure out how it all works and weighed it, it into it. It's a super intimidating thing if you haven't done it before because you just picture yourself freezing the whole time. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were lucky our weekend. Oh, I mean, man. it was, oh, it, was it was great. super warm. We, the weather we've got this weekend, we've got a low of minus thirty. Whoa. Uh, on <laughs> Whoa. The, on the Friday night. So I think we had a low of minus five. And yeah. That's Celsius for oh, our max. American listeners. You're going but, back there this weekend coming up? Yeah. So uh, it's a lot colder, but there, there's there's two types of cold. There's that cold where uh, it's it's hovering around zero and damp, which is kind of what we had. Mm-hmm. So Definitely um, damp. Yeah. So w- when it's really cold outside, mm-hmm. in a weird way, it's easier to get that tent heated up and you don't have water dripping all over you. And yeah, that's true. So, uh, and, and you know, we I bought some more. Some more pillows and more furs. Oh, nice. So, you uh, have a sweet setup out there, man. Oh, I want to yeah. tell you, it was pretty cozy. You know, I'll tell you, the Ragnar, the round tent, I think that's that's, <laughs> the a, that's a sexier tent than the Roosevelt. Oh, it's a way that was, yeah. that was the move. The Roosevelt's yeah. cool, too, though. It's like yeah. a big cabin almost. Yeah, it, it smells is. It's huge. so good. Yeah. You get those pine boughs down. Yeah, that is the trick. Oh, it smells and, so good. And they smell even better when the tent warms up, because oh, I think God. that brings out the... The aromatics. Yeah, exactly. They pop out. Oh, my God. Whatever the equivalent of, like... 
are there pores in needles? I don't know. Oh, I think so it just it's sort like of something like that. And it loosens them up and lets yeah. their aroma out. Let the stank out. Yeah, yeah I guess like. <laughs> hey, we got uh, buttons now. We can play. Uh, you have a laugh track. In <laughs> there? We've got buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really uh, jazzed on this new mixer. I no, the mixer, See, the mixer is amazing. Plus, Mitch, plus now finally someone will laugh at Yoma's jokes. Hey. Oh. Ruined, you ruined it by telling everyone that it's <laughs> a laugh track. It's I mean, no, it's a studio audience in the back of this. Uh, <laughs> Back in this room. We're now paying 30 extras to be here to laugh at us. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's like Because News on CBC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Maybe we should, uh, yeah, paint paint a picture of our, our weekend because it was, it was, honestly, it was awesome. Like, after yeah. after Christmas, uh, Eric and I met up. We live in the same neighborhood in Toronto, uh, and we met up for some beers, and we were talking about, oh, we always do so much work together, and what could we do? And he was like, well, you know what? I actually got a group coming up winter camping if you guys want to come ice fish and check out the Tomogamy Forest yeah. in the winter. And then we were all like, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I always wanted to see Tomogamy in the winter, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so cool in the summer, but like something about the winter is just so... so Eric, we yeah. might have some new listeners. Can you just refresh? Uh, what, uh, where is Tomogamy and what's Tomogamy outfitting all about? So Tomogamy is 450 kilometers north of the 400 and 401 intersection. And it's, a, it's uh, about an hour north of North Bay. Right. And my wife, Karen, and I, we run Tomogamy Outfitting, which is one of the oldest outfitting companies in Canada, founded in 1926. Um, we've recently moved locations, so we are moving into the building across the street from our current location, which is right on the, our, our new location is right on the water. And it's the old, they call it the old Lady Evelyn Outfitting Building. So oh. um, it was an outfitting building for a long time. I remember when I was a kid and I'd go up tripping and camping in Tomogamy, that's where... Uh, all the canoe culture was based out of was that building. So really? we're psyched to get back in there and, and you know. Oh, we saw it. We're psyched. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It is massive. huge. Yeah. It's, Awesomely uh, massive. Yeah. Congratulations. Well, now you guys always have a bed. Oh, that's, man. That's exciting. That's <laughs> super exciting. Oh, my yeah. God. I love that. Yeah. I don't so. mind sleeping on top of Mitch. Yeah, we had some good time Mitch sleeping in that store. Yeah, soft. I'm soft. Yeah. I'm like a big yeah. pillar. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over here, baby. Yeah. We had some good time sleeping in that I slept, store. I slept yeah. in the store. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. It's especially fun in the winter when there's no running oh water or bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts to get a little chilly. Yeah. And yeah. it's actually a bylaw infraction. Yeah, is it? It is. No one's supposed to overnight in that building. Well, we didn't actually overnight. We're just joking. Mind you, we built a we built an apartment in the back. And, yeah, and, straight uh, buck li- Lived there for six months. So. <laughs> but that wasn't nice. us. No. Nah, yeah, no, nah, that never happened. I yeah, the it. new building's right on the water, which is cool. Got a patio, uh, hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah. It's so smart because, like, yeah, if you drive, you know, if you're coming from wherever and your trip doesn't, then you can come the day before. So that way you just wake up, you're there, and then... Off you go on your route, you, you know, know we, as opposed to cramming that all in one day. We would refer a lot of people to some of the other establishments in the area to stay right. and love all those folks, but it's still uh, you know, a little bit of uh, revenue that we weren't capturing. Yeah, of course. So yeah. getting, uh, actually, uh, for all the groups that we've booked so far this January yeah. and February, Every single one of them is booked the night before. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. We, anytime we go north, we always go down the night before. So you yeah. wake up in the place that yeah. you're, you know. You're just ready to go yeah. the next yeah. morning. Especially Tomogamy. Like, do you want to drive yeah. for four and a half hours, show up quickly, rush, get the canoes on the roof of your car, and then yeah. drive another two hours to a put And then paddle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no. We want to get there, have a drink, yeah. sleep, and then get up in the next morning. Or you want to get there, have a drink? Yeah. Have another drink? <laughs> have another drink. <laughs> Sit in the sauna, have mm-hmm. a drink, jump in the lake. Naked. Have a drink. No. Just assume. Just assume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, I'm I'm from Denmark. I'm from Denmark. We're cool with that kind of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what? So. The vibe up in Tomogamy is just cool with that kind of thing. I'm just saying. It is. 
Some, yeah, you know what? We've had we've had some cool with that kind of thing moments <laughs> in several uh, locations around Tomahawk. So amazing! I think it's yeah. an awesome new. I, I love that it's building. So central, right in Tomahawk. It's going to be such a cool. It's such a great opportunity for your biz to uh, to just you know keep on plowing. Yeah, and you know it, it's it, you know let's go back to uh, fly fishing for a second mm-hmm. here. That really lets us up our fly fishing game because we mm-hmm. our program has really grown now with the fly fishing. I think I was I was talking about this with Aldo. A uh, couple weeks ago, we actually have a full-blown group going out now. Um, last year, we did we did two groups, yeah. but this is the earliest we've booked uh, some people. We've got a, a fully booked group the first uh, week in September, seventh to eleventh. Nice. Uh, which I think you guys are going to be a part of. Yeah. Um, which is pretty exciting. Sounds good to I me. We got you know, we got to you know Gab's got to tell me he can't do it. Yes, yeah, yeah, Gab. I'm course. telling you that I'm loyal to you, my man. I'm loyal to you. I <laughs> he's love gone, you, man. Gab. He's left he's us. Lo- I know. He's done with us. I know, but he's a he's a beautiful human. So <laughs> he is. He's a, a total human. maniac. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. so, uh, but but uh, I mean, kudos to you. Like we, I mean, yeah. we did our trip with with you guys down the Lady Evelyn, and then you had the new fly fisher guys on there. So I mean. Yeah, this, it's a great region for fly fishing. I'm excited to take you guys past that beaver dam, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, it just, just it just really opened up. That's I mean, where everything just... You know, you guys remember my my ability to fly fish. I was sort of a newbie and, and, and uh, on, on that show and, and subsequent to that show. Um, whenever I'm up on the Lady Ev, it's just like, boom, yeah. I'm... You know, I'm I'm unwrapping plastic off new rods every day. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. I mean, it's, it's a magic, it's a magical route yeah. for sure. Yeah, and you know, I, I spoke to a guy um, uh, who sort of lives off grid and in uh, up near Elk Lake, and and he was he was just flat out giving me a whole bunch of other spots, oh. and he was like, "Have you been into the Macomb River?" And I said, "No, I haven't. We were gonna go there last year." Mm. But that was the epicenter of the fire. So oh. um, I've driven down Cook Lake Road a whole pile of times and and had a look at, at the devastation of that burn, which is a natural thing. It, it, you know, you think you'd be depressed and freaked out by it, but, yeah. you know, you see how quickly that thing is just going to turn into something something new and something different yeah. and, you know, a very colorful wildflower uh, on, the, on, the, on the forest floor. Right. But that Macoby River is apparently a phenomenal brook trout fishery. And you can day trip that too. You can go, you can put in um, off of Cook Lake and then just do a float all the way back to Elk Lake. Right. Really? So I, I'm excited to try those. Well, that's so. pretty, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I think that might be the next SoFly trip. That's okay. such an easy, it sounds like such an easy and day it, trip. And we end well, up you know, we just can't, Elk Lake. That's easy. We, we can't midway down. So we, yeah. we do it in an overnight, um, but you know, we should, we should definitely try that out and see what's going on there. Yeah, Down, absolutely. obviously. Big yeah. time. Yeah, I think Big it's ama- It's been awesome seeing the fly fishing flourish in Tomogamy because it's such a great place to go. Fly fishing, it's just so much unexplored water. Yeah. It's yeah. Like no pressure, you know, yeah. like on, on so much water. It's just like you can go and explore and, can, and really yeah. be in nature. And it's like if you're willing to put the time in, like yeah. who knows what you could find. And lady, who knows what you could yeah. find. Yeah. You, could, you could be Bro- catching Brook trout, trout, aurora trout, smallies. Yeah. Third like, season, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Aurora Trout trip last year. I, I think, did we tell you guys that story? Johnny no. set that trip up. No, got no. the call from uh, the Ministry of Natural Resources saying, "You guys can't go fish for Aurora Trout." And, and you know, Johnny is pretty good at uh, reading the regs and yeah. and doing the right thing. Well, it's so. what he's going to school for, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he graduated. Oh, um, right. So you know, I, I say, Johnny, what's up with with this Aurora trip? I just got a pretty nasty call saying we can't go fish for Aurora Trout. And, you know, it really wasn't on my radar. Johnny said, "Hey." Uh, you know, I want to put this Aurora trip together. And I said, go for it. 
so we speak to Pete Gilbo, uh, who's a buddy of ours. He's an MNR uh, conservation officer, and he comes by the store, and, and we're going over the regs with him. He says, "You know, guys, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can can do this trip. I, I'm I'm as confused as you are." So he goes right to the top, and you know, to Johnny's credit, he found about four or five lakes that yeah. have um, outflows from the sanctuaries that are fully legal to fish for aurora trout. We got that email. Uh, I'm not suggesting people go fish. Yeah. By the way, you know, it, you know, it's you can you can go fish for other fish. Yeah. Um, and the regs, and it even says in the regs, you catch one. Yeah. You put it away, and then you put it back, and, and then you're done fishing for the day on that yeah. lake. Yeah. So it's a really strange regulation. But um, they went ahead and did it, and um, we got a call from the MNR after, and they wanted to know how many we caught, the sizes. So all of a sudden, they're looking for, for data from us. And uh, I'll say this, Johnny and uh, the client, they did really, really well with the roars up there. Mm-hmm. But again, it's um, awesome. You know, Pete said, I'm going to do every, and Pete's a lovely guy. Um, uh, CO, he goes, after we, we figure out that we can go fish for these guys, and he, he says, I'm going to do everything in my power to close this loophole. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so, so we'll see what the regs look like this year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's, it, I, I heard the same things last year because we tried Aurora, and it was like similar stories where people are just like, we just don't know. Like, the regulations aren't clear. Like, there's so much speculation around it. It's like, well, just figure it out. Like, I mean, you guys are the, the rule makers. Well, they have all these weird um, sanctuary lakes that open once every three years. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, it doesn't really, uh, it's hard to read the regs. You know, the, the, you know, it's the same thing with hunting. You know, it, mm-hmm. if something confuses you, mm-hmm. you can get into a lot of trouble. It can, it can be very financially punitive if you screw it up. And you don't want to have to call a CO every time you have a question. You, mm-hmm. you want to you wanna see, yeah. see some rules and then you want to be able to abide by them because... I don't know anyone who fly fishes or hunts that that messes around. Like they're, no, yeah, sure. they're serious, yeah, serious serious about conservation. They yeah. they want to be able to do it and have their correctly their yeah. great grandkids oh, yeah, do 100%. it too. So um, it's just kind of a strange thing that sometimes the regs can be so cryptic. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is weird that it's because people are trying their best to do it, and it's strange for sure. Yeah. Do you do you want um, the C, the the M to you know? regulate those loopholes you know i mean because essentially you have such strict rules on the lakes that you know matter and for the road trout but then like the outflows i mean isn't that something that you know it's a tough question a lot of data shows that um the the more people that hunt and fish for specific species um those species thrive Mm -hmm. um uh, when it's done properly and responsibly and, and, you know, groups like Ducks Unlimited, Trout Unlimited, mm-hmm. um, you can't catch and release ducks, yeah. but you're not going to tell me that <laughs> that Ducks Unlimited isn't the only reason that we have massive amounts of Canada geese yeah, they're and mindful. ducks right. flying around all over Ontario. Well, and, the and wetland protection. Yeah, it, it's yeah. unbelievable. They're, they're, a, they're a land protection agency, really. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it comes down to habitat, and you see that with 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 fish as well. You know, the the uh, spawning grounds. You know, when when those get messed up, mm. you know, when people start putting in break walls and 
and dredging uh, gravel beds and stuff like that. Yeah. That's that's what kills fish, yeah. not people catching them. Mm-hmm. I believe that at least. Yeah. And uh, certainly, uh, there's a lot of data that shows that was was the case with Lake Simcoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it know, bounced, it bounced back or something after. Well, you had all these people that took their shorelines and they put in break walls. So they dug out their, the yeah. natural shoreline and then they just put sort of cinder blocks. You see it if you if you do a oh, shoreline yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen that. trip of Lake Simcoe. And and that, that fishery collapsed. Uh, whitefish mm-hmm. and trout, that's their spawning grounds. And they they started stocking that lake and, right. and uh, very successfully, mind you, too. It, it's, wow. it's an amazing lake, certainly for winter fishing. Oh, oh it's a huge whitefish ice yeah. fishing thing. Yeah. So, uh, so good. And, yeah. and the whitefish in that lake are just... Ginormous, enormous. I don't understand fish. it. You know, you catch a whitefish in Lake Tamagami, it, it's basically, you know, the size of a a, a normal bass. You catch right. one in Lake Simcoe, it's like a ten pound it's monster. Like a beaver. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, I keep seeing pictures recently on Instagram about people yeah. at Simcoe with just these monsters. chonks. Chonks. I know. We should yeah. go ice fishing on Simcoe. They're genetically so modified. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah they genetic GMOs. They are there, but uh, that's an interesting point, Yilma. I think, like, going back to that, uh, like, I think people regulating outflows, I think it's what, I mean, Eric just said is, like, understanding, like, how do those out, outflow, like, you might have a lake that's protected, but then a stream runs out of that lake, and the auroras are spawning, actually, in the lake beside that lake. So the one that's protected is protected, but they're actually, you know, yeah. and, and, and who knows? It's just like, obviously, I'm just saying stuff off the top sure, of my head. there's so many variables, right? But there are so many variables that maybe we don't understand. But may, like maybe how the, important are those feeder the goal. Lake? The goal is to, to have those lakes with spawning beds and and, and, and that population increasing. <clears throat> you know, it would be an amazing thing if all of a sudden there were 75 lakes in Tomogamy that... Had that, Aurora Trout? Yeah. yeah. And that were all yeah. protected. Yeah. Because yeah. right now, it's like, who's to say that, you know, those unprotected... There's got to be a reason, right? But what? The Aurora is like the reason they only stock like a few lakes. Well, there's a couple that are that they they still have the wild population, yeah, but that's yeah. I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. so the uh, little I don't know if I should even say the names. Oh, keep it seek. No, um, but it's not. You can, look, you can look it up. It's like it's like uh, Whirly Gig. Yeah. Whirly Gig, Little White Pine, and Aurora. Yeah, yeah. Um, a beautiful name. And yeah, Whirly Gig. Those those are those are oh, wild, like <laughs> wild. Uh, um, yeah. Populations. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then again, like, yeah, I mean, without, ang- if we have anglers going, passionate anglers going in there, finding those lakes, then they get protected. I mean, the, the fact is, it is the most uh, interesting thing in Tomogamy fish-wise. Yeah. If you think yeah. about it. You know, it's it's the most mysterious thing going on there. It's the only place you can go and, and catch those fish. That's the thing. It's so crazy. Yeah. So it's a mysterious region. Oh, Tomogamy is so, Like yeah. in a... In a great way. Romantic way. It's enormous. The, the way I like to look at it, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, there's Killarney and there's Algonquin. Why do I want to drive? Well, Killarney is the same distance from Toronto as Tomogamy, so that mm-hmm. argument doesn't work oh, yeah, for, yeah. for Killarney. But why do I want to do that extra hour and a half drive to get up to Tomogamy? And what I like to tell people is you can go to Algonquin and you can go to Killarney and, and they have their beautiful spots mm-hmm. as well. But Tomogamy has a lot more in common with Wabakimi or Quetico yeah. or... Uh, Woodland Caribou, those kind of parks. Yeah, mm. and it's the closest, closest experience you can get to those parks without getting on a plane exactly. and puddle jumping on flights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Wabakimi would be sweet, but like Tomogamy is just as wild. Yeah, it is, and 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 you you also, it's more accessible. You know, there's 28 mm-hmm. places you can start your trip. You, you see those roads too. A lot of the adventure. I mean, you remember when we went down to Jack Pine? Mm. Remember that road? 
Jack Bunny. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, I know. Like, you know, I I don't know if I would drive that road. I've I've had people call me up and say, "Can you drive me to Jack Pine Lake?" I'm like, I don't think I want to try that again. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was madness. Yeah, it was madness. Like if we were if, if we would still be there if we yeah. burst a tire. Yeah, you know? yeah. It'd still be there. Like they'd find they us. Like, live there. You know, Yoma would just be like. We would have smoked his. He would have all been on it. He would have been putting the smoker. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Off the prime cuts. <laughs> totally. It's a good thing so, I wasn't there. Yeah. Even to Pim was kind of like you were crazy. there. Was I there? Yeah, you were totally there. Oh, I would have definitely been on the grill then. Yeah. That was that was you, Yeman, on the smoker. Yeah, yeah that was Oh right, that Jack was, Pine. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was pre-Aldo. The 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 van just like like it sounded like a tank yeah. going down. Is that the road to Pim? Is that the road to Pim Lake or? No, because it was uh, Pim Lake was kind of ping, crazy. Ping, 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 ping. No, ping. ping, ping that road's crazy. Side. Ping Lake is crazy, man. We took my uh, Honda. Remember, we took the Honda down there, <laughs> and we were like, "Was it this crazy last time we were here?" And we're like, "I guess," but it totally was. It was just like really like it's a skidoo trail, really, is what it is. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a ridiculous road to drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not even a road. It's no. a hiking trail. We took it in my Civic. I think that's why I like Tomogamy. <laughs> is just it's an adventure. It's an adventure. Yeah. Every yeah. time you, it just feels like you're just. Mm-hmm. On your own. Well, that's what I like. You're saying like about it's, it. it's an accessible version of like a Wabakimi because it's like you can get shuttled in by you and um, that's easy to do, right? And then you're once you start paddling, though, you're in the wilderness. Yeah, and, and you know, also there's a lot of options to fly with Lakeland. Darren is an amazing pilot <laughs> and right. he can take off and land in a puddle. So, <laughs> so like that is a yeah. whole yeah. other world, you know, like being able to puddle jump into some back lakes. Into, I mean... That is the fly-in experience, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. it's in Tomogamy, which is like a lot of people probably don't do that because they'll do the fly-in somewhere else. No, like, he'll, he's he's. Is he? Does he run doing a good show? Ten, twelve flights a day. Wow, um, a day, a day. Yeah, we, we and these are campers. These are our customers that are going that are taking a flight. See, it's like everybody knows about this thing, man. It's like the coolest thing ever. Now, does he go into places that have boats so on cool. them? Or? Yeah. Well, uh, he'll he, he'll go. There, there's some go-to spots that he has. So he'll he he's flying into smooth water a lot. He's mm-hmm. flying into Scarecrow. Um, he's dropping people in Obabica. Um, he's allowed to land uh, in places where other people aren't. Just from the, I think it's all grandfathered in. I'll tell you a story about Darren though. Um, we had a an evac we had to do in September. A girl broke her ankle on a portage called the Diamond Death March, which is from the south. <laughs> Lady Evelyn River into into about the middle of Diamond Lake. She had a badass story, and Diamond it was Park. really it was really strange. The we weren't allowed to send paramedics in. Hmm. We could only send in a private flight, and we needed permission from CFB Trenton to send a paramedic in on his plane, but he was allowed to fly in if it was a private contracted flight. The bureaucracy of that was astounding. Uh, I'm like, uh, where w- no, where did my questions start? Yeah, we I, I was sitting there with um office uh, his name's officer Schillinglaw and we're mm. and so we were both supposed to go on the flight because he was a police officer, not a paramedic. And I have I'm a first responder. I'm a first responder. Mm-hmm. So um so they call us up and say, Eric, you have to go and do this. So I'm super excited. I've got my awesome, you know, flight pants and my all my carabiners and my med kits and I I'm ready to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this this person out of there. And uh, I'm rushing to get over to the aerodrome, and and then I just see the plane taking off, and I I I call up my wife and I say, Karen, they left without me. <laughs> I oh almost man. cried. I was oh, so no. excited. No. I was going to Instagram the living hell out that of that one. Yeah. It's like pretty. Oh, here I am. I'm in the middle of the forest. I'm saving someone who's got a broken <laughs> leg, and yeah, we're going to immobilize them and get oh. them back to safety. And 
Come to Tamagmio. Tamagmiofitting.com. Yeah. We'll take care of you. You're in that good would be hands. So, that would be a good ad. Yeah. So It's like wild shit. Yeah. Like, look at this. So I just missed out on that one. <sighs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Sorry, Eric. That's like orange yeah. level stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was sad. She really broke her ankle badly, though. Oh man, was yeah. she like okay ultimately? Uh, she, I think she had surgery and pins put in it, and, wow. and uh, it yeah, was a know. real, real thing. And and when when her father was a father daughter, she, I think she was about twenty five. Yeah. Um, so they had an in reach, and I'm texting back and forth with her dad, and, and he says, "Well, this happened," and I said, "Can she walk?" And he said, "No." I'm like, "Okay, I'm just gonna call nine one one right now." So we you find out someone can't walk mm-hmm. and they're in the middle of nowhere like that. You don't try to rough it out. You don't, no. No. you don't say make camp. We'll see how it is in the morning. We yeah. immediately through the whole, yeah. uh, you know, we turned on the red siren at that Rescue point. Time. You can't get around, you mm-hmm. know, no. cause you never know what, what's going to happen. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's see, but that's cool that you've got that back and forth with them still. I mean, let's get up there. Yeah. Those, uh, those satellite texters and, and the Garmin in reaches and that stuff that we, we rent out those things of, uh, We've done 11, we've had them go off 11 times in four years. Three times um, were sort of life and death moments, and one time um, we saved a guy's life. So What? Yeah. What? Yeah, so Do you- what happened? Uh, capsized boat. Uh, it was actually the first trip I ever put out. Uh, a guy on a <laughs> solo trip, May 6th, 2017, and uh, cold water, guy on a solo trip. Dog, solo trip? Guy taking his dog out on a first trip, and... I, you know, I, I was talking to the guy before. I said, what's a dog going to be like? And, and he said, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. And he ended up spending about two hours in the water in Ferguson Bay. Uh, he was late. So he actually, that wasn't because of a satellite. Uh, right. That wasn't because of one of the texters. He was just, he didn't get to his rendezvous point. And we have a, a drop dead time. So uh, yeah. basically I said, if I don't hear from you by such and such time on such and such date, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're at the bar having drinks, I'm I'm gonna call Sartek and mm-hmm. we're gonna have you dealt with. So he What's Sartek? Search and rescue. Oh, okay. So he, he he's not there. And I very first trip, very first time, very first weekend I open, I walk over to the OPP and I say, We've I've got a guy who's supposed to be here. And they're like, okay, so call this number. And uh helicopter flew over and then it got dark. So the helicopter came back. They sent a cruiser up to Red Squirrel to see if his car was still there. It was. Mm-hmm. And then they put a boat in the water. This was about 9 o'clock at night. And uh, they got all the way up to Ferguson Bay. And you got to hand it to the OPP guys. Like That's a that's a pretty gnarly trip all the way from the town of Tomogamy up the north arm of Lake Tomogamy into Ferguson Bay. You're, you're threading a lot of needles with shoals and, and dangerous water. And he was in the water holding on to boat in the middle of ferguson bay and we're talking ice out a week before so five degree water he was Whoa. severely hypothermic yeah. got sent to emergency called me uh you know five or six days later and and just said you know had you not have called um you know i don't know what would have happened yeah. but you can't get around especially in the you know the early trips i'm always kind of wary when when people want to go out by themselves and uh that early especially with a dog that yes. is not a good trip dog like that guy marcus's dog no problem right he would have just slept in the front of the boat right. but this guy's dog was was just really goofy and uh, i knew there was, it wasn't a, a good move so yeah. dog was okay though like i mean everything worked out and yeah. the most amazing thing is he wouldn't let go of the canoe um 
So the canoe, I ended up getting the canoe back, and I said, "You should have just let the canoe go and and tried to make it to shore or something." But he was holding on to the canoe because he didn't want to lose the canoe because he was scared that if I lose the canoe, um, there's four thousand bucks I'm going to have to pay Tomogamy Outfitting. So I said, "Don't worry about that next time. Like if 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 that if you're ever in a situation, worry about yourself before you're worrying about the canoe." Right. God. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, and and and. It's why we, we take all that stuff so seriously. Yeah. yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Jesus. Yeah. That's, That's a story. Has he been back? No. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I did I did call him up about a month or two after it happened. I said, I'll give you a free canoe for a week. This was in August. I said, come yeah. up, take a canoe, go for a week. Because the, the saddest thing is if some is 21 or 22 years old, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like... Um, if you have a bad experience, you never do it again. Right. And I said to him, I didn't want you to have a bad experience and never do it again. Yeah. If that happens to you now, mm-hmm. you just float in the water for 12 hours and with your life jacket and yeah. you, you won't even yeah. become hypothermic. It's the water's 18 degrees at that point. So. Yeah. Right. It's just yeah. a minor inconvenience. Well, yeah. Just swim, swim to shore and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I mean, it's, it'd be bad for, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's obviously like traumatic can be traumatic. So getting over that, but it's good to get over that. So you can, you got to get over it. Yeah. yeah. You got, and, and yeah. it's, it's the same thing with whitewater paddling. You know, everyone has a super hard swim early on mm. where they're just, you know, trapped or bouncing off rocks or have a, you yeah. Know, yeah. I'm not, wrap I'm not, a canoe yeah. and you, you got to just get right back in and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Or yeah. surfing. Yeah. 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 Just one of those things. Yeah. yeah it just won't start. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, I just, I don't know if I'll do whitewater. No. Oh, it's fun, man. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We did it, whitewater canoeing in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So much fun. How is it on your back, though? Question. Like, seriously. Like, on, you're going up and down, right? On your on your back, yeah. meaning your spine? Yeah. <laughs> your spine. Like, I, I've never, that's, I've never heard that as an issue. <laughs> okay, great. I mean, you that can, might be a Marcus if question, you get though. wrapped around a rock <laughs> yeah. badly, then, yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, risk management that you have to undertake, and and we do whitewater trips as well. Um, you know, our our whitewater when we take some down gnarly river. So we've done the Missinabi, we do the Tomogamy, we do the Sturgeon River. We always have an SRT guy that that knows how to unpin boats and brings a pin kit and yeah, and pretty skilled guys that that can make sure it's done properly. Yeah. But but with whitewater and and that kind of water, you're always. Um, there's always an element of risk. It's kind of like going skiing. You can't yeah. guarantee that someone's gonna, you know, True. be fine. Yeah. You know, you gotta. You gotta, yeah, you gotta go through it. And well, I, I, have you never whitewater rafted? Yet? Never, I've never done. Huh. That. Really? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. No, no, man, I've never done it. No. No, I actually haven't. Oh no. Oh, really? no. <laughs> you asking me like <laughs> if you have? Ottawa yeah, whitewater canoe? Though? I've never done it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need on that thing. Is a toilet flush? You've got to have just something that says, oh, we've got a caller on line one. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's like, hi, this is Steve from St. Catharines. Or That'd something be awesome. like that. We totally will because we can pe- we can have people call in. So we can like really easily do call-ins. Yeah, now. which is great. So we're going to totally, tr- we're going to flex that at some point. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to have to figure, we're going to have to figure out like a call-in thing. Yeah. Because yeah, that thing does call-ins really easy, stri- yeah. seamlessly. You, you got to do it like a call the president, you know, <laughs> yeah, where exactly. you call up and you say, I've, I've taken some bad acid. What should I do? And he's like, do you have a cold beer? Go ahead and drink it. We should do <laughs> advice. Do you have from any us? almond brothers? You know what? Put it on. You know, you know what'd be amazing if we did uh, like almond. A, brothers. Like if we did like bad fishing advice, and we did a like and we we like mm-hmm. kind of timed it with like the evening or whatever, mm-hmm. and we like calls from the stream. Yeah. Tell us how it's going. Yeah. This one guy's like, "What should I use? Yeah. Uh, it's it's six p.m. 
And we're just like, I don't know. <laughs> and that's the show. <laughs> That'd be Terrible. great. I could dig I, it. I would just say, do you have any woolly buggers? <laughs> yes, woolly buggers. Woolly man. buggers. Hey, man. For <laughs> everything, every single answer. I've been fly fishing for five years. It's the only fly I know. It's well, for me, Chernobyl <laughs> lance and woolly buggers. Oh, Chernobyl lance. Ooh. Yeah, that's the one. Just, just a br- uh, Lady Ev loves Chernobyl lance. Brookies. Terrestrials. Terrestrials. Whoa. Oh. Can we take two seconds so I can get another B? Wait, 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 before one? we go, yeah. Eric, what are you drinking there? I'm drinking some Forty Creek. Oh, nice. How's uh, it going down? It always goes down so lovely. I love, I love so, have Forty. You, have you tried their new Forager? Oh, oh you beat man. me to the punch, man. Yeah, yeah. the new Forager whiskey is awesome. It's, I got to say, uh, bringing that up uh, to the camping trip a couple weeks ago, yeah. um, that bottle disappeared pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Forager is kind of interesting. Uh, it's made at the Forty Creek Distillery, but I don't know if it'll be under their like brand umbrella, mm-hmm. but it's made at the same distillery, and it's, it's a whiskey that's made with uh, foraged botanicals. See, in my experience, it's always been gin that, you know, has botanicals in it. So it's kind of interesting. I was expecting a certain something, but it was something else, and it's something that I liked a lot. Dangerously slippery. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we pop those headphones on there, Mr. Sexy? Let's talk about... uh, You think I I look good today? You look good every day, man. Oh, your yeah, thing. You're, you're a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah, without it, you'd be hopeless. <laughs> uh, let's pump. Let's jump into talking about our camping trip. So, I think the one thing I want to start off by saying is, uh, you were talking a bit before about tomogamy and making the t- trip down there. The coming down the night before, it's the best thing to do because, like, Love you it. you hop in the car. Like, we leave after work at like five or six o'clock. We just mm-hmm. get in the car mm-hmm. and drive, mm-hmm. and you get there, and it's just like mm-hmm. that wasn't even that out of a drive like that drive Mitch and I we, we smoked that drive oh man once we were out of Toronto we yeah. were just we were going it's, it, e- it's easy you just you just throw in the, the, the back catalog of the SoFly podcast <laughs> exactly yeah. and all of a sudden you're in tomorrow I mean what you're thinking about is don't eat don't eat after work get in the car and drive and just think North Bay Wendy's baby I'm gonna get number six spicy chicken combo medium with iced tea and it's all gonna be fine okay but, hey I came up in the morning at 4am I left and it was actually a smooth drive too Smooth drive. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, there's, it was a, good. there's a beautiful thing leaving Toronto. Oh, the yeah. The crack of dawn. Oh, dude. And everything is yeah. quiet. Yeah. It's there's so no one quiet. on the streets. Oh, beautiful. And, and then, then the sunset. And sunrise. You're, sunrise. And you're rested and you're just like, <laughs> yeah. you just got a nice, yeah, exactly. you, you feel like you're doing something illegal. <laughs> but you're yeah, you're leaving at four a.m. You're like, yeah, you're like totally getting the hell out of dodge. Is this allowed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. It's dark. Yeah. So I picked up Mitchie uh, after work on, That's true. on, the, the, road on the Thursday, and Mitch, you were nuked. Oh god, <laughs> Mitch was not feeling no so Good. hot. No, these trips, man. I don't know what's going on. It's like it's psychosomatic. It, it is. is. It is and it isn't though, because like wintertime. So the day before, or a couple days before, some guy in the streetcar was sneezing next to me relentlessly, and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> And winter I got time, a cold. Winter, wintertime, summertime. Remember out, before out of office cat? Texas. Oh, okay. Well, Texas is a bad example. But uh, <laughs> I got a bad cold. I got a bad cold. Yeah. So it was kind of like, ah. So I picked you up. Yelma was coming up the next day and hit the road. Like, you were so sick, you didn't eat your fries at Wendy's. No, I didn't feel good. I felt like just a bad cold. I was like, oh, no. That's why when I got there, I was like, I wasn't oh, in the mood for bed. turkey. Yeah. Straight to bed. I would have loved to have had some wild turkey. Yeah. Yeah. You had I wild turkey up there? I missed the wild turkey. Honestly, getting there that night and it was kind of snowing and it was nice. Oh, and the play and we were at um, there was Trapper z- Doug's. Zero snow in Toronto. Yeah, it was beautiful. Like and it so was when perfect. We got up there. It was and just warm. Like winter wonderland. It wasn't yes. cold really. Yeah, like it was a perfect temperature. I was like, this is, this is the perfect thing. Three day yeah. weekend, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. 
Eric's there. We see Eric. I'm like, Eric. It was great. I gotta it was go a to great bed. moment. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that was that was unlike you. I know. Yeah, and then you uh, we bummer. cracked beers, or I cracked beers anyway. Yeah. yeah. I think you and I went to bed at four in the morning. Yeah. That night? It was, both it, nights. It was, it was a recurring theme. I'll tell you That's something. What you do, you know? We were talking about, ba- we were actually talking about basketball and Kobe Bryant, yeah. and then he died the next day or something, and, well, or a week late. I'll tell you, although um, you and I won the party Friday night, <laughs> and um, when, Friday I, night, yeah. when Friday I woke night. up Saturday morning, I wanted to die. I know. <laughs> And then Aldo, Aldo looks over and goes, "Stay in the bag. <laughs> stay, stay in, the, in bag. the bag. It's 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 nice in there. It's <laughs> terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible outside of the it's bag. Terrible outside of the bag. <laughs> stay in the bag." <laughs> that was my first time. Like the Thursday night was my first time being at uh, Trapper Dogs, and meeting him mm-hmm. the next morning. Yeah, yeah. He's so a super cool. Guy. He's a super Very cool, cool guy. Very cool yeah. guy. skilled. Very yeah. skilled, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, you well, Trapper Doug, because we met, we talked about him the first time we did this Tatamagami show. Mm-hmm. But for the people who can't remember, what's Trapper Doug's deal? So he owns Northland Paradise Lodge, mm-hmm. which is uh, sort of a fishing and hunting lodge on, on Castle Lake, mm-hmm. Castles Lake, which is part of a four-lake chain, Castles Lake, Rabbit Lake, Snake Lake, and Obashkong. Mm-hmm. And big, it's a big lake system, actually. It's, it's a beautiful place to go on a canoe trip. Amazing fishing. I actually think that the, the fishing for walleye and bass walleye, yeah. is better over there than it is in Lake Tamagami. Yeah. Um, mm. But uh, he's also a, an old-time trapper. So he's got a, a few trap lines, and he's been doing that since, I think, 1984. Well, he looks like it. Yeah, like no, he looks he, like a rugged... He's a grizzled dude. Yeah. Yeah. So. He spent some time in the woods. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Spent some time lost in the woods. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I had, well, one of the first times I had venison was with you, and it was a bit of what Trapper Doug gave you that you cured, I think, if I'm not mistaken. First time we had venison. Oh, no, that was a deer he shot. Was it, Oh, is that the time we cooked it on the green egg? Yeah. I think you hunted that one. Was that you hunting mm. that one? And then we had pork after. So I remember I had something from Trapper <laughs> Doug. Oh, we, we got a... Venison from my hunting trip oh, okay. um, earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. That was when we were at uh, the first time you guys came up. Yeah, yeah, at the cottage. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the first yeah. time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we had so much Bob Cajun. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was um, a good time. That's a, that was. Come on, give me some party, man. You're like in the middle of nowhere, it but it's a party. When oh, you yeah. guys got yeah. out of the car and and the, you know it looked like you guys were carrying bags of cement from Home Depot, and then <laughs> that weight ended up being flats of beer. <laughs> um, it's like look at all the beer we brought. I was like, I what? like how these guys roll. You and I, <laughs> yeah, that was we, the first time we met. Yeah, we we, we really? met. Well. We met briefly before that, but yeah. then you guys showed up, and it was just. Holy cow. Beer. Who are these guys? <laughs> we need to do this more often. Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, so Thursday morning we, we, we get up. And Friday morning. Friday morning, sorry. Thursday night we get up there. Yeah. Eric and I stay up. Well, maybe a little too late. <laughs> CBD oil was great, though. Yeah. By the way. I that gave put that me, to Doug. That put me right oh, yeah. out. Yeah. And then uh, we wake up. We wait for Yelma. And there's other guys on the trip, right? Yeah, the other guys started showing yeah, up, and, and we kind of sent them down uh, to the put-in. So what was the put-in? What's like the, so, the skinny on? on yeah, that? so it, it's uh, unseated treaty land that I, that uh, out of the goodness of his heart, uh, Chief Randy Becker uh, mm-hmm. lets us use. And 
Love that guy, by the way. Not to no, Randy's a great guy. Yeah. Cool dude. He's a great guy and mm-hmm. really chilled out and funny as hell. Knowledgeable. Um, not, you know, he, he's got a lot of, of bush skill that is... Uh, every time I, I go for a walk with that guy, I learn something new. He taught me how to make a frying pan out of birch bark and a bunch of branches. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Work. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, but it's his property or his ancestral land, and and uh, he lets us use it. So there's this trail that goes about 800 meters, and and the beautiful thing about winter, it's very different than summer. Mm-hmm. Winter, you don't really have to get that far out there mm-hmm. to really get out there. It's a whole different <laughs> vibe in winter. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Th- there's people that go winter camping on Iceland Lake, which is you know halfway down the Access Road, and and normally that's just where where you. And you're on a canoe trip. You're there in t- 20 minutes, and that's just you go through Iceland and you go to go keep going past it and you hit some portages. But in the winter, that seems like you are on the moon. Yeah. Uh, so very similar to where we were. If, if we just went there in the middle of the summer, you know, you'd, you know, cars would be going up and down the Axis Road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but but you get out there. Perfect. Know, pretty amount. pretty quickly, and, and you don't want to have a, a total death march. I mean, our camp last year was almost two kilometers, and well, that's far. You know, you'd get two thirds of the way there, and someone would be looking at you, going, "Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is this is this normal?" And I say, "Yeah, it's a little far." But uh, <laughs> we were like eight hundred meters. Yeah. So yeah. this you're in and out quickly, and yeah. and and uh, it's a beautiful walk. So that's Randy's spot. Great walk. Yeah, it's really nice, and it's loaded with yeah. wildlife tracks signed. You know, you see a lot of wolves line up there. And, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that the same weekend we were there, that Saturday night, two wolves killed a dog on Bear Island, the right. First Nations community. God. So they sent out this bulletin saying, watch out. There's, you know, there's a couple of wolves running around. And we, we have those wolves up and down our trail all the time. Like you, you see that, that sign there. There's, there's a lot of tracks. I know Yuma right now is like, I can't believe I was there. <laughs> Because yeah, he loves wolves. Yeah. Oh my god! But you know yeah. what? It, wolves, wolves are interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very interesting animal because, uh, you know, I've done a lot of canoe trips, and I am one of those people that when I hear a twig snap in the middle of the night, I'm like, "Oh shit, there's a bear in the sight," mm-hmm. and I and I get up and I have a look, and it's it's a little bit intimidating. And I've seen a few few bears while out on canoe trips. Mm-hmm. I've seen tons driving back uh, logging roads. So, right. Yeah. But you you start to learn a little bit about bear behavior, but it's still like they seem a little more rogue. You know, mm-hmm. you never know. Wolves, I don't believe, will hurt a human being. Yeah. And I know there's an exception. You know, people yeah. are going to listen to this and go, that guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. But when you see a wolf, yeah, it's a completely different experience. I've seen wolves twice in my life. Mm-hmm. And both times, I wasn't scared, mm-hmm. but I was completely in awe and mm-hmm. full of respect and all the hair on my body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got a lot of hair on my oh, body. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just man. stood on end. Yeah. yeah. And and when it finally sort of looked at me, you kind of, you're taken aback. You're like, yeah. holy cow, he knows I'm here. And I'm like, maybe I should just sort of move along a little. But there's never that fear. Right. When you're on a portage trail and there's a 300-pound black bear just sort of standing yeah. there looking at you, it stands up on its hind legs and it kind of <laughs> huffs. You're like, "Oh shit, is this guy gonna charge That's me right freaky, now?" That's yeah. freaky, yeah. And that happens all the time. I mean, you yeah. you, you yeah. hear about those stories, and and you know, t- you know, Tomogamy's not Jesus very, Christ. you know, I don't like to use the word. Um, it's not a, a quote unquote berry place. Yeah, it's not like Algonquin or Killarney where there's just everyone has that story where yeah, two, a bear just came in and ravaged our entire campsite. That's yeah. really. 
that's extraordinarily rare in tomogamy because mm. it, it's it's less utilized and the the bears aren't patterning yeah campsites, campsites or like Algonquin is yeah the same kind Algonquin of thing. I mean you know I've got a, a good friend of mine who was an Algonquin and had to move sites three times yeah. in one day with his family because a bear just wouldn't wouldn't leave him alone wouldn't leave him alone mm. and then you know they they uh, managed to somehow contact the MNR and the MNR came out the the park warden and they they had a shotgun it was just like this wow. weird experience and and you know in in the the four i guess it's five years now that we've been doing this um we've had two occasions uh where a barren site was was i guess a problem both times <laughs> the bear just took off with the food was right. never aggressive Yogi. yeah and the most amazing Still thing is the second assets. time it was four young women they chased the bear down and threw rocks at it and got their food back. Wow. <laughs> they chased it down. What? And they're like, screw this. We're not losing our food. So they, and they brought the barrel back and the Good harness Lord. was shredded and there was a hole in the barrel. So the bear actually, you know, a uh, quote unquote bear barrel. Yeah. It was able to like rip it open. <laughs> yeah, of course. Totally not bear proof at all. <laughs> no. Um, they're actually white water barrels, you know, those blue right. barrels. But yeah, people yeah, call yeah. them bear barrels, which I'm always like, eh, it's not a bear it's barrel. It's because they put them up in the trees, right? Yeah. yeah but but right. you know what? Yeah. The tree hang, yeah. I think, is bullshit. Yeah. Because, I always thought that too. Yeah, yeah me you, too. You drive down the Tomogamy Access Road and you go by the yeah. dump. The number of times I've seen bears just hanging out in trees, <laughs> <laughs> like way up there, like, holy cow, there's a bear 40 feet up in that tree. They can figure out the rope system. They can figure out the rope yeah. system. But like, more importantly, the two times in my life I've done bear hangs, mm -hmm. the barrel has uh, almost fallen down and killed the person underneath it. Underneath, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's the thing. Line it's like, snaps or. The thing with it is, like, if a bear is going to come around because it smells your food in any way, it's just going to be hanging out for a long looking for the barrel trying to get the barrel down yeah and and you know what a but bear you know? can climb a tree yeah you're just keeping are, it around they're pretty smart animals yeah. yeah you're just giving it a pinata yeah exactly the more but, activity you know what i'll, I'll tell you the, <laughs> what the best thing to do in my opinion first of first of all always have a, a nice clean campsite right you know don't don't have your your raw meat smeared all over your face and all over your stuff <laughs> keep that stuff winter camping you know, is fine yeah winter camping you don't have bears because we had moose all over <laughs> I, I was covered in moose curry yeah no you covered it you don't <laughs> winter you don't have to worry about that yeah winter you know you get a mouse in your tent yeah that's exactly. kind of what happens yeah. in winter yeah. right but in the in the summer all i do is i just i, I put all my gear together and, and you keep it you know a good distance away from your campsite, but you cover all your pots and pans yeah. all over your stuff. So if something happens, there's this huge kerfuffle and, and ruckus and, and, and A, you're alerted to it and B, you know, if a bunch of pots and pans fall down. That kind of spooks a bear, right? It spooks, yeah. You hope it spooks a bear. Uh, yeah. yeah. But if Yoma's there, the bear will just shred his tail <laughs> and, <laughs> and pull him Yoma. out by his shoe. Which is, oh, which is fine because I'm usually in the same tent, usually. So yeah, we uh, got to the walked in. We saw some of the old growth pines. Yeah, there's that some. was really cool. Mm -hmm. Those trees are huge. huge. Yeah, so one in particular, I think it's the biggest tree in Tomogamy. That's what the yeah, that's what you're saying, eh? Yeah, sixteen foot. It's amazing. It's humongous. Yeah, it's amazing, and uh, we're right on. Sorry, sixteen foot. I was looking at the wrong tree. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it was. It, it's a legit three people, arm in arm, right around. Trying to hug the whole thing. It was huge, man. Yeah. yeah, you looked at the wrong tree. The wrong tree, tree. Was and you know what? There's quite a there's quite a few of them in there too. So it, it doesn't come up that that particular area mm -hmm. isn't on any of those old growth maps. Oh, and okay. You know, it takes it's sort of it has to be considered a stand. So there's got to be more than one. I mean, there's a lot of one offs of big trees. Even in the middle of the town of Tomogamy, there's some mm -hmm. enormous white pines. But you have to have lots, and I think there's lots in that area. 
You just got to get off that trail and start walking, and you'll yeah. find some. Man, that was a beautiful trail. That was a great walk. Oh my yeah. god, we were. It was like it was so lovely outside. Yeah, yeah. It was like everything was had the little dusting of snow, and it wasn't the light hit it, and it oh. wasn't cold at all. Actually, very far away from cold. It was the it was opposite like of cold. I was yeah. like, yeah, sweating, sweating. Yeah, my foot, my feet were sweating. Yeah, um, but campsites on Lake Tomogamy, so uh, kind of the idea was we we're gonna hang out, um, and ice fish. Yeah, you know, like uh, the experience Tomogamy in the winter. Tomogamy in the winter, and uh, the tents. Well, I mean, what can I say about the tents? Tents are dope. They're pioneer tents, right? That's what is that the classification of rag? Well, one one canvas? of them would be considered a, a walled prospector tent or a wall tent. Okay. Which one was that? The one that I was, was the one you were in. Yeah, because I could stand up. You can stand up, yeah. and and it it and Yoma's it's tall. Typically rectangular, and the other one is a circular bell tent, and it's sort of the, the idea between the two tents, and that's why we call one the Ragnar, and the other one is the Roosevelt. One is supposed to be like more of a Viking chieftain tent, and, and yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say that in a sexy way, <laughs> the Viking chieftain tent. I get that vibe. And uh, the other one is the Roosevelt, which is more of like a Teddy Roosevelt sort of turn of the century. We're yeah. going camping, and you got a hundred people carrying your stuff for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But you know, it's that one that that one time of year. Like if we're going on a on a summer trip. We're not going to stay in one place. We, we want lightweight gear. We're going to mm-hmm. get up and travel and portage. When it comes to the winter tent, it's kind of the, the winter camping experience. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the world is your oyster. I'm only going to make this, I'm going to take this as far as I can in terms of the glamping experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Karen and I were talking the other night and we said, why don't we not do tents and just put a 30 foot diameter teepee on a platform? I can sleep it. 20 people oh, with a fireplace in the middle. Super into that. I'm with super a party center, like, like couches and stuff like that. <laughs> Yo, okay. We got it priced out. It, it actually might happen. I'm going to say it's it's the new winter camp is likely to be a 900 square foot teepee. <laughs> new winter clamp. Yeah. Dude, that would be sick. I mean, yeah. it's already yeah, kind of a glamping yeah. street. You, you walk into the tents, there's the pine boughs, so it smells amazing. Yeah. The stove's in the middle and it's piping hot. Mm-hmm. You've got cots mm-hmm. you're not on the ground and no. those sleeping bags you had were insane yeah they're they're nuts they're uh, clouds but man. but they might be the warmest i've ever been the size of this room yeah yeah exactly oh jesus that's kind of the way to go <laughs> what piece? Yeah. sick you I could think, do, imagine how many glamping type things you could like you could take up a, like 15 yoga yeah. Oh yeah, the the Persian rug possibilities are. Oh endless. my god, yeah. I love that. No, absolutely. If the you rugs. pump the fire, you could like do hot yoga classes yeah. in there. Yeah, the rugs, will. Man. Yeah, you can so, get it this big. You can like. So it's thirty feet wide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. That's right. big. That's, That's big. pretty big. If you consider the, That's the five of me, the prospector was sixteen feet long. So basically, two of those in every direction. That's big. That's a big tent. Yeah. Like and the tents, though, are cool. There's something to be said about the tent experience for yeah. sure. Yeah. But like the teepee thing, winter camping, you want to be as comfortable. They as look it was like good. Cool. I was fine, but I like sleeping with my friends. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you miss me? <laughs> we know you like yeah. sleeping with your friends. You miss me a lot. Yeah, I don't know these guys, and they're nice, but they. Oh. 
You had a nice group of guys on your. Did you feel tent. excluded? No, I just like he felt. I like waking up in the morning and laughing and joking and making fun of. We did do that. Yeah, we did a lot. That's it was Aldo, me, and, and yeah. Eric, and yeah. Ragnar, the bell tent, and yeah. then Yelma and Roosevelt, yeah, which and was I, the bigger tent. And what did I do when I left the Roosevelt? I came right into your well, tent. I'm I'm alone. We, I'm alone in the Ragnar this weekend. You can come. That's up gonna and be hang. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's gonna be so. Dude, cool. Oh, you know what I'm bringing up this weekend? What? I'm putting. I'm, I'm taking the cots out of the Ragnar and I'm putting in a futon. Oh, sick. Right. You're going to yeah. have such a good sleep. That folds oh into God. a couch. So there's just going to oh be the couch yeah. and then the bed. So, That's cool. Yeah. And then you also had chairs with sheep uh Sheepskin, sheepskin, and, yeah. like rugs. rugs. Yeah, they were. That's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah, they those were, were so pure sick. wool. Yeah, God, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think what it's also the aesthetic of those tents. You know, like mm. I mean, modern tents are amazing. Like you can pack them into like your pocket, and they've got all these wacky colors. But going to, like, arriving into that campsite on snowshoe, with your gear in your in your sled, and then arriving to these pine bowed, thick walled canvas tents, you felt like you were. Really exploring, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that's a difference. I could, I, I would, yeah, cool. Give me and the, then you the new walk technology. in, and, and then, like and then you, you and I felt pretty quickly. This is going to get hazy fast. <laughs> I was like, "Where's the whiskey, baby?" Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. but it, you know, it one of the one of the most important things is when you bring people in, mm-hmm. especially in the winter, because a lot of people it's the first time they've done it. Yeah. It's intimidating. And it's intimidating. It's scary, especially in a place like Tomogamy, where they look at the the forecast and it's going to be minus thirty degrees, and yeah. like, what's this going to be like? And when they show up and they see, ah, oh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be warm. This is going to be nice. This is going to be an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can play board games or read a book or uh, you know, honestly, just eat sleep, some, eat some good food, or have a great sleep. Oh man, silence out there. Yeah, the You're silence so, it's is so peaceful. Have a walk yeah. in the woods. Yeah, I th- thank Randy. Above and beyond Absolutely, for cutting yeah. those, <laughs> those, those, logs. Yeah, those logs. That was a great moment too, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the the original intention, if it were if it was going to be colder, I was just going to sled in a whole pile of hardwood. Right. Mm-hmm. And had we been burning hardwood in those stoves, everyone would have been heated out of their tents. No problem. Right? <laughs> it would yeah. not. It, 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 it was too warm. So there, there, too warm. There's yeah. there's two problems you can you can have in winter. You can be too cold or too warm. Right. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. true. So when, when Randy showed up and we just started cutting that, that Chico tree, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that deadfall, and there was that whole assembly line of people just getting yeah, those great. rounds out there. That was hilarious. We did, we did what would have taken a week yeah. with a handsaw in about you know, 13 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we so quickly. Yeah, so quickly. And then we had yeah. a nice little organized stack of wood. Yeah. Like we were oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We nailed, yeah. Good. And that was fun, you know? Like yeah. we go out, find that tree. Randy's chopping it up. We're assembly line, throwing it to a sled, and someone's pulling it back. Yeah. It was no. perfect. And that, you know, that's part of the fun too. Yeah. When you go out in the winter, a lot of people, they want to process wood. They yeah. want to bushcraft stuff. They want to make a shelter. They want to do the work. They want to build the fire. And, yeah. It's part so, of like, well, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's yeah. fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the process. Like, I know you like doing that. It's about going for the walk. It's about. Yeah, just experiencing the campsite, and, and we didn't well, hit that trail, the the one that no. the original intention, which I'll definitely do this weekend. Sh- yeah, 100%. it's because I'm not around. Yeah, it's the thing is, it's like, I'll, I'll actually wake you, you, up like, Saturday morning. Well, that was it. You guys, you guys ended up like just the two of you guys partied late because well, you know what? I'll tell you, we we contemplated uh, Friday at about one a.m. doing the podcast. <laughs> with or without you. Yeah. All I remember Let's do the podcast. All I remember is everybody kind of crashed, and then I, I wake up. At like, you went I to bed know. a little bit earlier. Right? I went to bed earlier because I felt crappy, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna try to like nip this thing in the bud." And you and did feel better. You did. And you I were did. like a different person the next. Felt day. great Saturday. It was amazing. Yeah, took some Benelin or whatever it was. Bunch of Benelin, yeah. and then but I, w- I woke up at I don't know like 
two, three when you guys came back in, and you guys just, I'm like, I wake up to you guys bursting in, and you're just like, Mitchie, Mitchie, Mitchie. I'm like, what? You guys are like, it's pouring rain. It's pouring rain outside. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? It was. And the tarp is like, spl- like splattering rain, and I'm just like, uh, half asleep. I'm like, does this mean we have to evacuate? I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on. And then you guys are just like laughing, like, ah, falling over each other and stuff. And you're like, let's get a fire going in here. And it's like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And I almost died <laughs> trying to get that fire yeah, going. Yeah, because you kept blowing on it. Nice. We were having a good time. I mean, it's a different kind of trip, right? Just like one, one like little... The, the trip you're doing this weekend is going to be a lot. It's not like that kind of a it's trip. Not like like taking, we all it's not like taking out. us up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yo, my, there you go. <laughs> um, Thanks, man. So that might, Hold uh, on, is that a tag you're wearing? No. Oh. Tag hero? look like a tag hero. I should have said, yes, it is. <laughs> Um, the group that I'm taking out this weekend is a is a father and two sons, two teenagers. Yeah. And um, he's about my age. I've never met him before. Mm-hmm. And his kids, I think, are 14 and 12, something like that. The only the only requirement. So I've been going back and forth with them, saying, mm-hmm. "So, are there any dietary restrictions?" Or he says, "Nope, none." Very open minded palates, but they're at the age where it's volume. Mm-hmm. So we've made a lot of food. Just well, tons you of made yeah. a lot of. You had like twelve mouths to feed. Yeah. So, but I've kind of gone over the top here with these guys because you know. Yeah. There's something about being 14. I don't know if you remember when you're 14, which is like you could go and have eight hamburgers and yeah. then go home and have dinner. Dude, I'm still. You like almost that. still does that. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. Love so, to eat. so lots prepared. of foods coming out. I'm excited to meet uh, meet the meet these guys and yeah. and we're gonna go fishing. We're gonna go snowshoeing. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 expecting it to be a really good weekend. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be fun. cold, really it's cold. It's so. gonna be a legit, legit cold. cold. And and you know, again, camping. I think that adds to it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So part of I mean, it. it's the real, it's the, the most real experience. Part of it, yeah. We uh, we woke up on the Saturday to wet snow. Uh, all day. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, that's when I got the started getting the fires going. To your point, people like building fires, and I was just like, I just want to build some fires. Yeah. <laughs> I remember building fires with the pine. It was all kind of wet. 100% useless. <laughs> yeah, stay in the bag. Yeah, Aldo and I were very effective Saturday <laughs> you guys morning. Were, you guys were both just like, oh, God, no. Yeah. I was like, we have made a huge mistake. <laughs> Why? It was great, Why though. Why like, that happen? You took Advil. We kind of waited around for a bit, and then when we finally got going, it was like, I all think right. I just poured the Advil right down my mouth. <laughs> you just like, drank I opened the... it up and like... Eight Advil tablets. Sure, yeah. right You're great. I could have I could have eaten all the snow in Tomogamy and not been hydrated. I was, yeah. just, I was just I was wrecked. But once you guys got going, then it was like, okay, we're gonna just oh, yeah. eat food for three hours. <laughs> that, that did happen, which was great. That's what you got to do. You yeah. just have to. Mm. You started making yeah. food and you, you didn't cooking. stop for three. Hours. And the food it. was so good, oh, my man. God. Honestly, oh, so you good. like nailed the food. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, oh, it's gonna be fine. But it was like, no, like this is the kind of stuff I would just eat at home. Dude, the non bread and the mousse. <laughs> Man, the and the the the, 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 the coconut, coconut uh, um, soup? curry soup, oh. yeah. dude, dude, it was so good. Yeah, no, these are. Uh, it's important to. They're to for have real good deal food. meals. It's for real. The yeah. the coconut uh, corn curry chowder, I think that's what we'll call it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on our our summer menu, and it's going to be dehydrated. So that's actually going to be whizzed up and turned into a powder. Mm. That you just put boiling water in okay. and rehydrate. Well, it's pretty cool. You vac packed everything, yeah, which was awesome because then you don't have any prep in mm. the woods, which is nice. Well, everything in winter is ten times harder, right? Even even if it's, you know, a warmer weekend like the one that we had. Yeah, things like washing big pots, doing dishes—that's mm-hmm. all a huge pain. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it it you really feel it when it's minus thirty and you're trying to do dishes God. and your hands are wet and and that kind of thing. So. 
the way that I like to do winter is you vac seal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pre you pre prep the food. You vac seal it and you boil it in, in the bag. And these are all uh, PVC free sous vide bags. Yeah, yep. That let us do that. And then you're when you're serving it, it's cleaner. Everything is yep. cleaner. Um, also, it's really important winter uh, that you deal with, deal with sanitation and hygiene because yeah, right. you don't quite have that ability to, to clean up like you do in yeah. in summer. So right. you guys noticed that. Oh, I you was, had the gloves. I had the nitrile gloves. I'm changing them constantly. Yep. Like you just have to make sure that that you know everyone gets something that you know. Yeah, seeing the we gloves. We did have Purell and seeing the gloves is a is a huge thing, man. And it's it, all the little things. You know, it's it's a good summer thing too when you're preparing for a big group of people. Immediately when they see that you put nitrile gloves on, and it, it's kind of a code thing too. Like, mm-hmm. um, you you d- you do that, and a you know that you've isolated whatever germs you have, mm-hmm. um, and you're not putting that in the food. It's important to, to uh, food safety, food handling, very important in the bush. It's the next sort of thing to come out with standards. Mm-hmm. There's still no standards. For bush food preparation, that's for, the thing. For tripping, mm. you got it in restaurants, you yep. got it in hotels, you mm-hmm. got it in community centers and yeah. and schools and old age homes and yeah. schools, yeah. and it's the next thing down the line. And and I find that the really good operators are self regulating that thing yeah. now. So you'll see, uh, uh, you know, places like Tomogamy Outfitting or Black Feather. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're always wearing those gloves when we're doing stuff. Just to make sure that it, it comes across as, as a clean situation. Yeah, Plus I mean, the Purell that's on the counter. I think it's time. great that you're right. thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. it just makes it so, it's just like that. It's just such a nice thing to see from when you're on a trip outfitting. And you know what? It's the also food, easier man. to like, uh, to, to prepare food. So if you've mm. got the gloves on, you're just, you're handling the food. You can, you can yeah. flip stuff yeah. with your hands yeah, and, yeah. and it's not, you know. It's just the food is yeah. such an important thing, you know. Also, it's good for your hands, like about. in terms of like wetness and it's cold outside. Yeah. And you're like, it's just the, the food is yeah. part of a trip that you're yeah. just like, um, I, I'm sure it'll, it'll be what it is, but it was so good. The food was so good, so dude. Good. I just wish curry. we had pancakes. We had a mo- Oh, pancakes. You don't forget those pancakes, man. <laughs> that was the one thing the trip was missing. Can't yeah. believe we forgot coffee, too. That was kind of a big... Coffee and pancakes. You know, it, it was funny, that huge stack of pancakes. You had oh, so, so many pancakes. pancakes. A lot of pancakes. Every time I opened up that cooler, it was yeah. like, hey, you guys see the pancakes? <laughs> um, yeah, pancakes are huge. I do regret not bringing two packs of bacon, though. The I bacon think was great. The bacon was great, Dude. but yeah. I think I think everyone needed three times the amount of bacon that I brought. The size of the bacon. Thick bacon. Thick. Thick. They were almost bacon steaks. Yes. I don't Steakens. know. Steakens. I think the first time you guys came up, yeah. I had I'd yes, you had, had all that bacon. And I learned from that experience. I, I smoked uh, four pork bellies in, into uh, each bacon uh, package was about the size of like a, a novel. You yeah, know? yeah, and I yeah. learned very quickly after I made all that bacon. You can't have a bacon steak, no, because I thought I would cook like a you know a two inch thick, but like a, eat a piece of bacon the size of a strip loin. Yeah. <laughs> like when you when you were curing up yeah. your own, it yeah. doesn't work. It's, it's <laughs> gross. <laughs> Was it gross? Bacon is meant to be cut at the most yeah. a quarter inch thick. Oh, yeah. so you did it. Strips. Yeah, you did I tried to have a bacon steak. <laughs> no, it's not good. No, a bacon steak. Steaking. Yeah, and That's you can't so you can't do it with smoked salmon either. You can have no. too much of a good oh. thing. Smoked oh, yeah. salmon's the Smoke same. Smoked salmon cannot be thick. No. I've learned that lesson. No, you can't. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't have a, a big fat cube of it. It's yeah. too things. much. Yeah. It's mouth. Listen, am I the only person that brings wet wipes when I go camping? Yes. <laughs> I spilled beer on my computer <laughs> just to make that joke. <laughs> just to make the yeah. joke. Um, Sacrifice all I, for jokes. I feel like it. Firstly, it's biodegradable. The ones I bring. 
you wash your face, you don't have to go to the lake. It's right there. It's clean. I don't understand why no one. Are you still talking about wet wipes are huge. They're amazing. Um, if it's a biodegradable one, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Are they? The problem with wet wipes is most people just go to Costco and they buy that package of wet wipes, which it's the same thing as throwing a plastic bag in the forest. You got to make sure they're the ones that break down. Yeah, of course. And they're legit, but nothing beats a wet wipe. Oh, you know, <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's true. <laughs> it's, true. It's, a, it's it feels a so cheap, fresh, especially in the winter. Oh yeah, you know a Absolutely. wet wipe. You know, now that you mentioned this, I think I'm going to bring some wet wipes for yeah. next. Yama loves his wet wipes. I, I always make, uh, yeah, I I always make fun of them, and then I use one, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like a shower in a yeah. I get. It. I always like especially in a wipe. I just do it just underneath my eyes too yeah. a little yeah. bit. And Before you like, use in other places, I hope. <laughs> After, actually. After, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, and it just feels great. I love used wet wipes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the second day was mild. We all hit the ice and did, I got to some ice fishing. Yeah. Um, the group of guys that we were with, they had hooked and not landed a fish on the first before lunch and then after lunch none of us hooked anything yeah but that's okay we drilled a lot of holes you almost learned how to drill a hole we only fished I for did. like a couple maybe a couple hours we could have definitely fished harder but again it was that saturday hangovers like eat some food take it easy or, or, and well, you know what, you know what the fi- sorry go ahead yoma oh, you go. i was gonna say let's let's just call it like it is walleye fishing in the winter mm-hmm. is very difficult mm-hmm. yep walleye they barely bite you yeah. don't even know you have one on. The slightest amount of slack, they spit the hook. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't hit it. When you get, when you catch a laker through the ice, it's like wow. <laughs> it's it's it sets the hook itself. Yeah. yeah. Walleye just has very finicky fish, and it's the same thing in the summer. I'm, I, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not a big walleye fisherman. Yeah. I find I find Probably it's a fish lot at least a lot of a lot of work mm-hmm. for a fish that, to be honest, is not a great fighter. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit of a log. You pull them up, unless you have one that's like fifteen pounds. Unless you have one that's like thirty-five inches yeah. on the Ottawa Piscot River. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. But ice fishing, like, <laughs> so I've caught tons of walleye ice fishing on the Ottawa River. Uh-huh. And the thing with that is two things. One, if you have, if you're stationary and you're just hoping the fish will come to you, put in some time and have bait, like actual minnows, because then you're just going to be sitting there, right? The other thing is move, find, try to find the fish. If you know where those fish are, then you can have, you can be more successful at it. But um, that's basically what you got to do, right? So it's either a ton of work or like just a ton of time and bait. So that's, and it's ice fishing is like that anyway, right? Cause you can't just, it's not easy to just like pick up and go. You got to trek across the ice, punch yeah. a hole. Is this a spot? No. Okay. Try to find another one. You know, what's weird about <clears throat> fishing through the ice for me. I catch way more fish in the summer. Mm-hmm. I catch bigger and better fish in the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, every monster that I've caught has been through fishing. the ice. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. No, I, I caught a, a, a twenty-six pound Laker on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! That was enormous. I should. Uh, That's I'll huge. Post the picture. It's huge. Where was that? I'd let Kempenfelt Bay, Lake Simcoe. Wow. And I've Lake caught Simcoe. it uh, ten pound Lakers through the ice. <laughs> Lots of big five, six pound whitefish. Yeah. You know, Jeez. Pike. Um, mm-hmm. And it just seems like the fish are aggressive. They're hungry. Mm-hmm. But you can go all day and catch one fish. Whereas on on Lake Tomogamy. You know, you you run that shoreline. You can catch your your limit of bass if you're if you're eating them, keeping them yeah. in the first ten minutes of your day. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people think that the bass season on Lake Tomogamy should be open year round. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's because it, of how plentiful it is. Plentiful. Is it? It's. I'm thinking it's an invasive species, maybe from a hundred years ago. Some people mm. put them in there, but 
you know, you get that far north, bass, I don't think are supposed to be there. Just right. north of you, and because you're in zone 10, just north of you in zone 8. I think we're in zone 11. Zone 11, sorry, because zone 10 is Sudbury. Yeah. Zone 11, uh, they actually changed smallmouth regs. Uh, I was actually reading them today, oddly enough. A friend was asking me about them. Um, zone 11 where you are, now it's open January to March, closes from March to the third uh, weekend in May, and then it's just open. Oh, so Bass is open third weekend in May instead of third weekend in June. Yeah, here, let me, uh, can I double, let me. Yeah, that, that's, I, that I just, is very new. I, I just read that today, yeah, because I was like, oh, there must be some, there's always, there's always some new regulations. At Elk Lake, you guys found some lakes that had. Oh, some great smallmouth fishing. But, and, and w different regs too. So zone, that's what I was about to say, zone <laughs> eight is north of you, which is where Elk Lake, well, our friends at Elk Lake are in, and that's, Bass is open all year. That's so weird. So and if you look at if you look at the regulations map and the fisheries management zones where you are, there's 11 beside you, which is just west of you, is like the Sudbury zone, like that's where Killarney would be, and then there's eight, which is north of you, uh, and uh, yeah, zone 10 follows the same as Southern Ontario, which is open the third week of June, third Saturday in June, whereas you have new regulations now. And zone eight is still the same, open all year round for 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 bass, large mouth. So and what you're telling mouth. me is, if on Saturday I pull in a massive bass, you're, it's, it's you're, go time. Yeah, if you want. Well, I'm gonna read up on that. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll do it right now, baby. I'm 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 oh, I'm popping it let's up. Let's do some fact checks. Facts, fact, go. live fact checking. Hey, <laughs> that's that. like the X Files. <laughs> you know what? That would have been cool if people didn't laugh and act like it was a big deal. I know, it would have been cool. Like, that's real production. There. That was perfect production. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Shit. It should have just been normal. God dang. Well, yeah. next time. We, I mean, I just got this. Like, This is the first time we're recording on this new puppy. It's going to be all jazzed. Yeah. yeah. It should. It yeah. should jazz you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So here we, you're talking, just, are we talking, just want to talk Lake Tomogamy? Yep. You're right. It's in red, so anything in red is the regulation has changed. Season. <clears throat> January one to third Sunday in March, so you got Open. you got the window until the For third Sunday in March. And that's and smallmouth, it, it and largemouth. Okay, reopens the third Saturday in May that's to, brand des new. to December thirty first. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. So it used to be third Saturday in June mm -hmm. to September thirtieth. That's huge. Now let's see. Now we have to look at because there's always special regulate. There's also like exceptions and to any like anything. There's exceptions to any rule. Yeah. So let me just Blaster. look up if there's Lake Tomogamy has any different rules. Yeah. Lake Tomogamy. Lake Trout open February fifteenth to yep. third Sunday in March, and third Saturday in May to September thirtieth. That's the same. Okay, that's the same. Yeah. Uh. You can only keep two fish. Same. Okay. No slot for Lakers either, I don't think. There is not more than one greater than 50 centimeters. I believe that's new. And conservation, you can only keep one. And then from February 15th to the third Sunday in March. Is that the same? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was controversial. Oh, you can't, keep, you can't keep anything. You can't keep any lake trout with a sportsman... Or a conservation license, the day after Labor Day to September thirtieth. Is that protecting their spawning time? Interesting. 
And then do they open up again September 30th to... Mm-hmm. That might be new. Is that not in red? Yeah, that's in red. Yeah, that's new because it used to just go, it used to close September 30th and then close. Last last new thing about Lake Tomogamy, if anybody cares. Uh, Fish sanctuary. No fishing from Monday after third Sunday in March to June 15 in a few areas. Yeah, that's the Red Squirrel Road, uh, Net Creek, Net Lake area. Uh, Gull Creek. Yeah. Gull Lake. And then Net Lake. Cococo Bay. Yeah. Briggs and, oh, sorry, Spawning Lake, including all the waters of Spawning Bay and Loon Bay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, so that, that's, that's your, those are your, there are also a bunch of other exe- exceptions here. I mean, but it's a huge body of water. There's yeah. A, there's exceptions it's everywhere. A, it's yeah. a huge, it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, fisheries management zone is, 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 is huge, but it seems that your largemouth and smallmouth bass season is different this year. It is. So that means we've all learned something. There you go. January 1st to the third Sunday in March. So if you catch a bass this weekend, you are good to go, now, brother. Here, here's the funny thing. So when you're bass fishing, mm. it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Bass love nothing more than crayfish. They love a cray. If that, love water, a cray. If that water is below 56 degrees Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. they'll just look at a crayfish. They won't take it. Yeah. yeah. Bass turn on. Yeah. 56 degrees Fahrenheit and up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So does it even matter? Like, that's kind of what you have to ask yourself. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, you you, you <coughs> tell me I'm going to go bass fishing in January on Lake Tomogamy. <laughs> um, no. They're yeah, not going to do it. Yeah. But I've seen people you know, do it in Quebec. I like... have fished Lake Tomogamy in the winter yeah. every year since 2003. Yeah. In Places where traditionally people would catch bass, and yeah. we're catching lake trout, and we're catching whitefish, occasional pike, occasional walleye. Never in the 20 some odd trips, and lots of dudes, I mean, times where there are 10, 15 guys fishing in different huts. Yeah. And I'll include Lake Simcoe on this. That one trip I took out with 26 guys fishing for four days. Yeah. Has anyone that I've ever seen caught a bass in yep. the winter. Agreed. Yeah. So I've never pulled a bass out of the ice. I, should, never pulled a I bass. think they should just say it's open year round because they're not going to, you're not going to touch no them. No one's going to catch them. The no most important thing when either. it comes to bass, and here's the weird the thing. Spring. So the fact that it's now open between the third weekend in May and right through their spawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. right through yeah. their spawn. That's insane because you, you're, you know, if, if you've ever targeted another fish and come across bass on during the spawn? their spawn it's so aggressive it's oh, insane. so aggressive yeah. it is insane and you're you're catching these big females that are mm-hmm. just nuts mm-hmm. and the oh, second yeah. you pull them off their nest yeah. those stupid little rock bass come in and they eat, eat every egg or the pike yeah. or anything yeah. pike don't pike? do it apparently they don't? no apparently oh. the, the number one enemy to to smallmouth and this is all coming from Doug by the way yeah yeah is rock bass so you get that female off of her her nest. Yeah. Rock bass comes in and you know sucks up all the eggs. Brutal. And the reason he loves pike so much, um, and he puts them back. He's not a big yeah. pike guy, even though you know I think pike is the best tasting fish there is when it's when it's filleted properly. Yeah. Nothing's I've had better. Some good pike. Oh. I've yeah. had very good pike. Yeah. So <laughs> just hard hard um, to clean. But they're the only fish that uh, are predatory on rock bass. Right. They eat them up. Smallies don't eat them. Lakers don't eat them. Bass, uh, pike love rock bass. Yeah. So, you know, we're pulling pike out of the lake, um, and that rock bass population is going to increase. 
Rock bass is also a great tasting panfish. So mm-hmm. There's no reason not to eat rock bass. But you will never, ever, ever see Doug put a rock bass back in the lake. <laughs> ever. Yeah. It can be tiny, small. He's like puts it on the ground, steps on its head. Launches it's heartless. <laughs> it's I've, so I've, brutal. I've heard people Jesus. doing that. Yeah. My buddy does Lord. that too. No. That's ruthless. Because yeah. it eats the, the eggs. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard yeah. That. Um, yeah. That reminds me of a story. I was with Aldo when we were on the Maitland steelheading. And I thought I had a steelhead, but it was a female on the red accidentally caught. Um, and that fight, like, I was yelling across the river, across the mainland, I got a steelhead, I got a steelhead, because it was just so powerful how aggressive these female females You also are. caught some snow and thought it was a pike this this, this current weekend. But. Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Remember that when you caught the edge of the hole? <laughs> that was on the, that was when we were fishing. He's like, we were all reeling up, and he was like, Frush. and we're like, we turn around, and I run to the thing, and he's like, oh, it's just the side of the hole. <laughs> He caught the ice. You almost hooked the ice of his well, I always catch hole. something. You know whether I know what you it is. Catch something, baby. <laughs> you always catch I, something, baby. I'm always catching something. I'm always catching something. You, we were on uh, Jumping Caribou Lake. This yeah. would have been like 15 years ago. And it's a big sort of eight-man hut. And it's the middle of the night. And one <clears> thing that is amazing about Lake Tomogamy and fishing after, after dark is burbot. So, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ling. Some people call them ling yeah. cod, burbot. Mm-hmm. Eel pout, lawyers fish. It's got fish. a bunch of names, and and big, big. We had a, we had bourbon on our lake in north of Ottawa, and that's just all anybody kept. Everything if you could, they were just amazing gone. Amazing eating, yeah. Okay. And it's considered a coarse fish, mm-hmm. so there's no limits on them. They're not even in the reg. You could commercial fish them if you wanted. <laughs> um, and tasty, amazing. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like they're the amazing. Tastiest. You you tastiest. you clean them like a, a catfish. You sort of hold the face and you, you, you peel the skin and it's, yeah. it's, it's a very easy fish to clean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Super easy. Anyways, we're all in this hut. It's like one in the morning and we've been pulling Ling in for hours yeah. and we were, we were all excited. We're going to have this huge Ling fry the next morning. There's about 15 of us. And then out of nowhere, my buddy's rod, he's got one of those little sort of, you know, Rapala ice yeah. fishing rods and just standing there and the, it bends in half. Oh, man. It bends in half. We're like, oh my god, this is not. This is either a forty-pound ling, or yeah. this is a cruising laker, or yeah. big pike, or something like that. And he's reeling it in and letting line out, and reeling it in and letting <laughs> line out. And we're like, oh my god, this is going to be incredible. This is yeah. going to be a fish. And when we got it to the hole, it was a tree branch. Whoa! <laughs> and we have the whole thing on video. Oh, We've got amazing. this guy with the net, like, oh my god, here it comes, here it comes. It's a, branch what that's amazing <laughs> but it was weird how it it, it was like so heavy set, it felt yeah. like it was going for a run yeah and yeah, yeah he'd drag it back in totally bizarre i think uh it could be worth a post on podcaster.ca yeah <laughs> on the soulfly podcast channel i think so that's podcaster.ca yeah. i love that man yeah. i mean yeah i mean that's kind of like it's actually kind of reaffirming in a way because it's like any any times uh i saw the new fly fish today actually posted like a bit of a meme on the facebook they were like oh here it was like a picture of that 40 pound pike that you caught or hooked into and it was just like a deadhead in the water oh, right, yeah. and it's just like yeah that's kind of reaffirming because sometimes i mean i've lost fish that i'm like that was the biggest fish i've ever seen caught in my life hopefully it was just a log because like i stay up at night thinking about those fish you know yeah. like yeah. they got away and like ah man but knowing that it's probably like a rock it's kind of nice to know i'd like to think it's a giant fish yeah me too i like knowing that it's not because i didn't miss it do you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean i once on uh I think Skugog is still a sanctuary. Do you know if it is or not? Uh, uh, not sure. Not sure. Skugog? Well, we, uh, we fished, fished it the, a year or two before they yeah. closed it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm out there with my friend. And 
they've got musky in that lake and we yeah. caught a few walleye Huge and, and all of a sudden my my rod it just burnt my spool pulled everything out drag line gone yeah it emptied my reel yeah like yeah like it was fish. out of a movie it's probably musky it had to have been a musky yeah. Yeah. And nothing, and, and we're fishing for walleye, so we've got like four pound test, you know, yeah. a little bit of a leader, yeah, sure. and it just took my whole line, Jeez. gone, had to re-spool and everything. Oh God! It's a go. Lake Scugog in 2016. Is a there's a fishing moratorium on, yeah. Uh, yeah, but for walleye and pickerel. Yeah, just for walleye and pickerel. So their crappy season is still open there. Mm-hmm. Nice. And cormorants. According to school- cormorant season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, according to, I'm on scugoglakestewards.com. Yeah. Nice. I th- yeah. I know they, they closed that lake down. Nice. So. Well, it was a, it was a, it was one heck of a weekend. It was ma- as magic. Yeah. That trip was, awesome. was magic. We've digressed a whole pile. We have. It's this, been, uh, but you know what? That's always the case when we get together, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's we good. We talked about fishing. We talked about, yeah. you know, tomogamy in general. I kind of do want to do, I have a Mitchie's Fishies 5 that I do every show. We do never, I, do I, do I want Mitchie's Fishy? Have we ever wait Mitchie's fish at you? Yeah, you do. Oh, I, I do? Okay. You didn't when you... Let's talk about this. I don't know if I did. If you, did you Definitely do it not when we met the first time. But the Les Stroud episode? Yeah, but that was Les Stroud we did. Stroud. Would, yeah, you would have Mitchie's fishied Les. Mitchie's fishies Les Stroud. Well, I don't know if we ever did, but I'm actually tweaked to these Mitchie's fishies a little bit oh. for you specifically. Okay. Because... New for 2020. Just for... Just for... Just for... Just, just for Eric. Nice. Just for Eric. Yeah, well, why are you looking at me like that? Okay, new effects. Eh? You gotta let it fade out a little so it doesn't sound so abrupt I could, when I, it ends. I oh yeah, I guess you could use out. the yeah, you could the like, red one. Have to, no, yeah, use the. Fuck you, Yoma. That one's great. I love that. One. <laughs> I pre-recorded that the other day. Fuck you, Yoma. <laughs> I think it's great. I was Can like, I hit it? Yeah. Fuck you, Yoma. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-recorded it the other day. You was gonna have a heart awesome. attack. When I learned you could pre-record it, I was like, oh, perfect. Uh, okay, so I, yeah, I rewrote these. There's one of them that is the same as the, every single one, and it's the first one, and it's what is your favorite fish and why. And if we've asked you these before, I can't remember. I don't think we did, but hey, you know what? Let's this? toss oh. it in. You know what? I'm just going to say a pike, and the yeah. reason it's a pike, Yeah. every single time in my life I've caught a pike, I'm always surprised. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm always surprised. A pike. I, I kind of never go out of my way to go pike fishing. Yeah. And when I do, I'm surprised when I catch one. So it's a pike. I'm always excited. It's like this yeah. weird looking prehistoric fish. And they are super I cool. I think in other parts of the battle. world, they're like, they got those crazy pike fish over there in yep. North America. And yep. Oh, it's a battle. It's, yeah. I would say a pike is like pretty representative of mm-hmm. yourself, too. And you guys have caught some monster pike. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hardy fish, man. Teeth yeah. on them, backs on them, yeah. shoulders on them. Yeah. I love eyes, after that trip. Eyes, spots, tails, noses, oh. fish. I almost had to teeth. go to the emergency room once uh, with, from a pike on Lake Simcoe. Oh no! What? Yeah, I just a lot I, of Lake Simcoe I, talk. I, like I didn't have I didn't have um, pliers to get the yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I kind of put my hand oh, in there yeah. and it oh, closely yeah. slowly oh, yeah. closed oh. its mouth right on my hand oh, and then oh, I'm trying God. to pry its mouth open and and then I had a case of pike hand after. Oh God, they're, pike hand's the yeah, worst, man. It is yeah. the worst. I got pike hand in I got pike hand in They're razor sharp teeth. Well, you could get pike head in Attawapiscat. Like you, you could fit your, you know, it's like one of those postcards. Like, look at Mitchie, he's got there's, his whole he's head got his inside head the pike. Head. They're, they're so, so big. You got. So oh, it closed on his head. Yeah. There's pike like that in Tomogamy. Yeah, there are. There oh, has yeah. to be somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, there are, and, and there's Lakers like that. You know, the, yeah. they, every now and then, you know, someone puts a picture up on uh, Tomogamy Talk, and yeah. it's a 40-pound Laker, or there's a 20-pound 20, <laughs> 20 pike. You know, you see it's these crazy. things. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like on your island, 
that that river just behind be, yeah you know so like fishy that, oh my so fishy you know what mm-hmm. the, you'll see the pike there in the spring when they're sunning themselves yeah. but right. as soon as that temperature comes up right they're gone from there so yeah. if i'm gonna go pike fishing down by that creek yeah mm-hmm. i want to do it right at ice out because they're yeah. looking for that shallow it's water true. with some sun and they're yeah. kind of basking in yeah. a little but when they're basking in the sun yeah they don't even move. Have you ever seen one basking before and you're kind of just casting? Oh, oh yes. yeah. You even hit it with your lure and it oh, doesn't, yeah. move. doesn't move. Musky yeah. too. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so yeah. frustrating. Um, number two, if you could go anywhere in Tomongamy right now, where would you go and why? Let's assume that it's the best time of year to go to that pla- that spot. It doesn't have to be winter. Good question. Favorite place? What, what am I? Am I fishing there or am I? Whatever you want. To, what, what, what do you want to do when you go out? into Mogami. Is it a fishing thing or is it just a paddling thing or is it a... You know, I would say if if you could drop me anywhere into Mogami, mm-hmm. it would probably be Center Falls Center on Falls. the north north branch of the Lady Evelyn River. Okay. Mm. Did you guys go there on that nope. last trip? No. no it's, we didn't. it's part of the trout streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never caught a trout there in my life. Been through there a bunch of times. There are some places you can, but that area... Mm-hmm specifically center falls is like nowhere else in the world so you got this amazing campsite right beside this canyon mm-hmm. and there's waterfalls coming from multiple uh drops and then you can put on your life jacket and put another one on like a diaper and go down these chutes like a oh, water cool. slide and it's just amazing it's oh, an man. amazing place to spend 24 hours that sounds, that sounds so, so much fun. Yeah. yeah you can't beat it we oh, did that at hi- to see that. Is it we did that at high falls in algonquin park yeah yeah, the, the yeah. otter slides. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very similar to that. Yeah, that's so cool. So much fun. Yeah. Put your life jacket on as a, as a little diaper. But oh, the yeah. portage to get out of there <laughs> yeah. is typically you'll, it's, it's mid portage going from, uh, I think it's Willow Island Lake or or Frank's Falls. You come out of Chris Willis Willow Island, and then up Frank's Falls into Center Falls, and to get out of there to continue on the, the north branch of the Lady yeah. Ev, it's a death march. Oh yeah. So I kind of gauge people. If, I, if, <laughs> if if they tell me they've done that, it helps me plan trips with them. Like, oh, you've been through Center Falls before. You know then that you ascent know. there. Like, you can handle a whole bunch of different things. So mm. it's kind of, for me, it's it's a metric of what people are capable of. So right. it's not something you would just, oh, first time out, go check that out. Yeah, you know, a lot of people will go in there and they'll take uh, some young kids and, and they'll just go in and then come back out. They won't continue through and then right. go down the staircase route, which takes you down the, the south. Uh, South Lady Evelyn, which is Bridal Veil Falls and Helen's Falls and and uh, Frank's Fall or Fat Man's Falls, Cabin Falls, where Hap Wilson's uh, right. places. Yeah, mm. and that's a really challenging portage uh, trip. Mm. You, you know, the portages are short, but they're craggy and steep, mm-hmm. and um, you kind of you, you got to sort of go through it in one day. It's like eleven pretty rough portages, and at the end of that day. You're a mess, but it's worth it because everywhere you're going is like Lord Elrond's castle from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna so watch epic. that tonight while I do some yeah. editing. Well, the waterfalls—that's the waterfalls where his castle is. Yeah, that's kind of Bridal Veil Falls to Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that. cool. Beautiful. Um. Okay, I would need to see that place. Yeah, that sounds rad. Well, we can go there. Uh, you know, it's called the Trout Streams. Yeah. And you know, people tell me there's trout there. I've been through there so many times. We've caught other fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never caught a brookie there, ever. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe well, at one point it was, you know, maybe. What have you no, caught? No, but, um, you know, you kind of catch bass, yeah. pike. Um, people catch river chubs and yeah, stuff sure. like that. But, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it, it, you're going through that area and you're like, oh my God, yeah. there will be brook trout everywhere right. here. So, so you actually spend a ton of time and... and and the time wasted almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, never waste, wasted, wasted, but, but like it, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, uh, now, now we got to go because it's getting dark and we have right. three more portages and yeah. they're right, death-defying right, right. and, and <laughs> we need to get to where we're going to be okay and safe. Right. So. Amazing. Okay, number three. What is your best tomogamy memory? Oh, that's easy. Uh, meeting my meeting my wife. Yeah, that's okay. There you go. That's yeah. a good answer. No, no, that's easy. So I remember it yeah. would have been 1989 or 1990, yeah. um, I was a counselor. She was a CIT. I remember her coming off the barge. Uh, she was wearing this sort of, I don't even know what you call it. It's kind of like this, uh, an African shirt, like a... Okay. Um, Kente cloth kind of thing. Multicolored. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. she had just been to Africa with her family. And, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, oh my God, who is this woman? Yeah. So yeah, that's by far my best tomogamy memory. Nothing even comes close. Right, right. Um, I remember this yeah. story. CIT. I was a CIT. Yeah. Not to ruin the story, sorry. You were a camp counselor? Counselor in training. No, we didn't talk all. about how randomly, in the forests of Tomogamy, two people from Trinidad met winter camping. Yes. Oh, yeah. That what is are the odds a, of that happening? Yeah, that is amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what else yeah, one of the guys on this trip was yeah. from Trinidad. Yeah, he yeah. was. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we met. And a we bunch of a smaller world together. could it possibly did he, be. Did he end like, up being your first cousin? <laughs> he is my guy. He's he my is brother. huge. He is huge. He's a cop. Yeah. He's, a cop. he's a He's not only a cop. He's like an investigator. Well, like yeah. if that guy knocks and he he doesn't wear a uniform, right? right? If that guy knocks on your door, it's you're in shit. Yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah. He's a big dude. His yeah. thighs Super were nice. as big as me. Yeah. yeah, had lots of cookies to give out, which is great. Yeah, I love cookies, man. Oh, me too. <laughs> no, Marlon's a great guy. Yeah, Marlon had a lot cool. of cookies and he had a lot of Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Yeah, and he was so nice. He's super nice guy. He was like he was like Terry from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. that big. Yeah, yeah. he's, yeah. he's kind of big, and he's got yeah. two daughters, and you know, yeah. that's funny. And then he, yeah, yeah, he and I grew up. Well, kind of grew up because we're the same generation, so we yeah. knew the same people in Mississauga, and oh, yeah, yeah it's go. pretty funny. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, so from Trinidad, from we grew up in the same neighborhood in Mississauga, and we met up in Tomogamy winter camping. Nice. <laughs> it, it blew all our minds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all put two and two together. Yeah. It was like, like did, that, did that just happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is for real. We're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah. And the other guys on the trip, like Uncle Tito, they know Uncle Tito. They fish with dope. So comes like some of the guys fly fish with dopey, and yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, there's a guests. crossover. Everybody's connected. You know, I, I love that group. And mm-hmm. We haven't really spoken about this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, Uncle Tito, Clint. Yeah, an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. That whole group is the most multicultural group of dudes. Yeah, that come up, and it's amazing to see. And and. You know, there's been a lot of, uh, MEC caught a lot of flack last year, uh, or was it the summer before, for not being very inclusive in their advertising. So right. They, yeah. wouldn't, right. they right. wouldn't have people of color, they mm-hmm. wouldn't have women. They would. So when that whole campaign started, I was talking about this with John, and, yeah. and we were looking at our own clientele, and that's not our experience. No, yeah. People think that, you know, it's a very sort of waspy yeah. kind of activity, going up canoe tripping and all know all the the activities that go along with that yeah and that's not at all the case with tomogamy outfitting we have a lot of different diverse groups yeah. uh and that's really uh, accentuated by uncle tito's group which is you know we were the united colors of benetton yeah oh big time oh yeah big you know yeah. you know i i i was a minority that weekend and and the portuguese dudes from ottawa yeah. were minorities that weekend <laughs> yeah. and yeah. everybody was a minority yeah. there wasn't a single 
Yeah, it's uh, true. Yeah. You know, and and it's a it's a real representation of Canada. And, and you know, I've I've had good conversations with Clint about this. And what it comes down to is we're confi- we're confined by geography. Yeah. So if we want to get out and we want to recreate, we want to do the things that make us happy and make us mm-hmm. feel alive. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you're black, blue, green, red. Mm-hmm. We're in Canada, and we're gonna go do those things because a they're fun to do, and and yeah. I'll stand by it. The best, uh, the best woodsmen and bushmen that I know, hands down, are Filipino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Clint. You can, you can quote me on that. The number of Filipino dudes that Clint has introduced me to yeah. that come up and they build a shelter and they got a fire going in two seconds, they're cooking bannock and they're snaring and trapping stuff and they're doing yeah. catching they're, fish and doing all this. Filipinos. Yeah. They could have done everything. I but love it. Honestly. Am I allowed to say that? Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. I am stereotyping. Like I'm creating the stereotype of Filipino people yep. as being bushcraft masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I think it might just but be like a, this group. Like this group, those guys were hardcore. Like those yeah. guys were good yeah. at what they're doing. Yeah, like, they were they slept in hammocks. Clint's Clint's setup was sick. Yeah, he slept they in a hammock. They slept in hammocks. And I don't know if you've seen. <laughs> have you have you seen his posts about the yeah. hammock afterwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so cozy. It does it look really it's like he was yeah. quilt underneath. It's yeah. like, oh my God, I want to sleep in that instead of the tent it because it's like this well, quilty cocoon. Like that. <laughs> yeah, he looked pretty, pretty warm. Yeah, he did look pretty warm though. But yeah, I, 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 like my, I like my tent life. Yeah, tent, tent life, life was, was good. Tent life was good. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, better in the bag, man. Yeah, stay in the bag. <laughs> stay in the bag. Life is good. I wish I was in your tent. Number four. Number four. So this one is, why do you run Tomogamy Outfit & Co.? Why did you start it up? Why do you do it? Besides a job, you know it's a, it's a good question, and it's a strange thing to do at the point of point in your life when you really have to start earning and paying for your kids to do things and 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 pay down mortgages and, and these kind of things. But to be honest, um, for Karen and I, in terms of work, it's kind of the only thing that we feel um, that we've done in the past or, or we're, we're doing now that. A gives us meaning. It lets us mm-hmm. really think out of the box in terms of, of the the, the activities and the healthful, um, health, the healthy culture and wellness and all that sort of stuff and people getting outside and and you know I think the experiential um, travel is going to be a huge huge thing. Mm-hmm. We're moving away from a time in society where things are important. I don't I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. feel it too, yeah. but it's yeah. kind of like. You know, if I would have walked through Best Buy 15 years ago, it would have been like, oh, my God, look at all this wicked stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, it's all crap. Yeah. yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't yeah. want any of this stuff. I want, In fact, like... I, Give me the I, drone and... Everything, music, everything music I look at, I'm like, okay, so if I get that, how do I get rid of it? Mm-hmm. It's a weird way to look at things. And, and um, mm. How do I get rid of it? I know. That's a good point. We've made a lot of sacrifices to create this lifestyle. You know, Karen and I have been apart from each other for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. While I'm up there, and 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 as of last year, she left her job in the restaurant industry, and now she's full time with me. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're a team again, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. We're having a great time. Um, it's an amazing thing when you get to wake up with your partner, mm-hmm. um, you know, the love of your life, and then and then say, so you know, we got to talk to these people today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got this group out here. There's there's eight people that want a fully outfitted trip for a week, and you know, let's nail that down. Oh. Let's go cook, you know, yeah. 150 portions of this. I'll dehydrate it. So 24 hours of our day are intertwined. So you really, you know, you kind of become one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hopefully um, she doesn't start looking like me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want her to keep looking like the way she's looking. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's been an amazing thing. It's not without its stresses. You know, there's financial 
insecurity sometimes because, you know, Bill Swift told me when, when I bought the company, he says, no one ever made a million bucks canoeing mm-hmm. in a canoe business. And, and uh, I've just bought some canoes from him. And I said, Bill, I want to be the first guy to make a million bucks in the canoe business. I'm going to try and prove you wrong. He's like, I hope you do. Um, but it's not about money. It's about lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. about showing, showing our kids that there's also other things you can do. You know, I was raised in a family where um, we were always encouraged to do what we wanted to do. And our parents were never like, go to your homework or be home at this t- this time of day or night. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know, my, my two brothers and I, I think we turned out okay. I want to show my own kids that you don't have to sit in a cubicle. You don't have to, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, do what the man, so to speak, wants you to do. There's mm-hmm. a million different ways to skin a cat in this life. Mm-hmm. And Karen and I, we try to model that for our kids. And this is a great way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because whenever I tell my f- friends or new people that I meet, they're like, so what do you do? I think they're expecting me to say something like, oh, uh, I'm in media. Yeah. You know? Or yeah. uh, I'm, I'm yeah. you know, something. Yeah. And I say, oh, no, we do this. And they're like, no shit. Tell me about that. That's yeah, that's yeah. bizarre. That's weird. So, what did you do before that? And then I kind of tell them, you know, I was in clay. I was in media. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know, everybody band. in media. And, and then, and <laughs> the then, guitar master. Yeah, and then you 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 say, oh, you, you make a change, and yeah. and there's this there was this concept when I was growing up that people that sort of jump around from career to career were unstable and were they they didn't have their shit together, and and I always looked at it like, no, that that person became sort of really good at this and they're like mm-hmm. okay i'm bored with that now i want to do something else mm-hmm. i love the people that are jack of all trades mm-hmm. i love the people that do a whole bunch of different things and they can kind of walk through a room and talk to people about mm-hmm. different things and mm-hmm. and they've done all of those things at a really high level mm-hmm. right those are the people that i'm drawn to and i aspire to be one of those people so that's kind of why we're in tomogamy outfitting is that I a good it. answer yeah, yeah, that's a great oh, yeah. answer that's super cool great answer love that were we making a joke about the skinning the cat thing like, have you ever yeah. actually seen someone skin? No, we're that like, was me the guy. And I were all drunk. So we're like, when, yeah. have you ever actually seen somebody skin a cat? No, that was <laughs> a, this guy, this lovely kid. I when I when I used to write code, I was at this place called the DM. Uh, the oh, that was before the DMZ. This was called Bento Box. It was like a co-working coding mm-hmm. place, and there was this gr- great kid named Carl, and we were kind of drawn to each other. And he was about twenty-one or twenty-two years old, and I used the term. Well, you know, we we're talking about code, and he goes, "Well, you know," I said, "Carl, there's." There's many ways to skin a cat because you can do it one way or another. He's like, what did you say? I said, there's many ways to skin a cat. He's like, skin a cat? Like you're talking about like literally literally skinning a cat. I'm like, well, you know what it's saying, Carl. You skin a cat. There's a few different ways to say it. He's like, that's amazing. I've never heard that term before. It's like, that's why I love hanging around with like 20, 21 year old dudes. It's just like, you can be the coolest person in the world because they don't know anything. (laughs) So everything that you tell them is new to them. Yeah, totally. And that was the case with this kid, Carl. And at the end of the conversation, it's like, well, there probably is really only one way to skin a cat. So I think saying there's many ways to skin a cat is a bullshit thing because it's ironic or there's one way to skin a cat, but you understand the term, but that go. was uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know where where we were going with that one. <laughs> Number five. So there's two versions of this one, but oh I want to ask God. you this one. I'm gonna change it up and ask you this one today because I know already. I think I think next time we ask you the fly question, because we'll ask you again at some point. We'll give you a book with like a lot of flies, and you can pick which fly 
best represents you, but Chernobyl I, think, I know that's what it would be right now. <laughs> every every brookie I've ever caught has been on Chernobyl. some sort of. You Chernobyl are a little Chernobyl. I like that. I, I am, like that. I am. Bushy. It's, it's my one. Well, that's your fly then, the yeah. Chernobyl ant. But I want to also ask you what paddling route best represents you in tomogamy Whoa. and why? Whoa. Is there a route in tomogamy that best represents you as a person? And why hmm. would that be? You know, I've done a lot of different routes in tomogamy. I know. And the one that I kind of always get excited about, yeah. a lot of people don't like to do it. It's super portage mm. Um, It's the Eagle Lake Loop, Turner, or some people call it the Turner Lake Loop. Okay. And the fishing's amazing. It's I think it's nineteen portages totaling totaling ten kilometers. It's about Whoa. a it's about a four day trip. It's decent. But it's the kind of trip you can do any time of year. Um in I mean in the season. You could do it you could do it, you know, the, the August long weekend and mm-hmm. you won't see anybody because no one likes to go there. If you walk a thousand meters with a canoe on your head, you're gonna have Eagle Lake to yourself. And that is a beautiful lake. It's on par with any lake in Tomogamy. It's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. Its namesake holds up. There's bald eagles nesting on a cliff. I've never been through there without seeing families of otters. You guys saw the otter. Hey, we yeah, saw a little did. otter. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great a picture, shot. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's thanks. an amazing picture. Thank you. I showed my kids. They're like, did you actually see that? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in the tent recovering. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, love, I love that trip. Yeah. I love it. And it's... Uh, it's a short trip. It's a, it's a hard trip, but there's huge payoff. I'm just looking at it now. It's like three four day trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a long trip. There's a few put ins. You can you can, you can lengthen it or make it shorter, make it's it a f- part of a longer trip. But it's one of your favorites, you'd say then. Yeah, well, you know, you go through Turner Lake and Eagle Lake. Turner Lake. It's it's a weird thing to say, but it has the best thunder box in Tomogamy. <laughs> nice. So nice. You, you're on this Important. island in the middle of the lake, and when you go to do your duty, you are at the edge of a cliff Whoa. overlooking this massive, beautiful lake. It's the only campsite on the lake, and you have it to yourself, and you're just like, "That's cool." This is the best place in Ontario to take a dump. Yeah, it's right here, <laughs> unless cool. it's May and it's raining. Yes, because yeah. then you're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes and you're right. cold. But then there's no good place. Yeah, to then do it, it sucks. Then. Yeah. yeah, but but it's a beautiful trip. I'd love to take you guys down there sometime. Would you say that it re- like that route represents you in some way, symbolically? I think it might because a it's it's not really well known. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an underdog kind of route, mm-hmm. you know, like they they. You you wouldn't really do it, but once once you do it, you're like, holy shit! Eric mm. was right. That that trip is great, and the yeah. people I've sent down it. Ironically, the only person that ever complained about that trip was Clint, Uncle Tito. He's like, oh, that yeah. trip was brutal. It was hard. <laughs> Just it was so much that, work, right? Yeah, it's, it's a work trip, but yeah. it's again, you know, like the way I like to describe tomography to people, it's different than Algonquin. Well, Algonquin is way more portagey. Mm-hmm. It's one thing people, you have a lot more open lake, long lake river paddling in Tomogamy than you do Al- mm-hmm. than you do in Algonquin. Yeah. You're you got that canoe on your head a lot more in Algonquin than you do in Tomogamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not more portage in the sense that there's more portages. The issue with Tomogamy is that the portages every every portage you go on for yeah. most of the routes, you kind of feel like you're the first person to it's have wild. done it that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. grown over. You're like, am I still in the portage? You got to look down at your feet. And you know, the way I tell, I talk to people about not getting lost on portages yeah. is just don't look ahead. Look at your feet. Right. Just stare at your feet. A, you don't want to fall. B, you want to make sure you're on some sort of trail. Right. Yeah. right. You're not going to see it through the forest. You're going to no. see it on your feet. Right. right. Mm. So 
that that's part of the exciting thing. That's part of the, yeah. the magic of tomogamy. You feel like you're discovering it. Yeah. And every trip I've ever gone on in tomogamy, I kind of feel like I don't think there's been someone here for a year. Yeah. yeah. I think I the last time the last person that was here was me a year ago or two years ago. Yeah. And in some instances, that's actually been True. the case. Yeah. So uh, you know, I would say that that the Turner Lake Loop is is my go-to mainly because you get out there. It's short. It's mm-hmm. it's rugged and the fishing's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to you get to drop into Anamanipissing Lake. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't talk about that lake. That lake is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to you want to talk about this this big lake that it has I think has twenty cottages on it or something at the northern part of the lake, mm-hmm. and it's like a mini lake tomogamy in and of itself. Yeah. Just beautiful lake and, and accessible to fishing is incredible. Um, lots of campsites. Never have a problem finding one. Mm-hmm. Right. It's amazing places. You know, we we a lot of people also say, hey, so how do I reserve a site? How do I do that? But Tomogamy is, is sort of the Wild West when it comes to that. So we don't even have a, uh, when you go to the MNR park site now, mm-hmm. we don't even refer to the individual parks of Tomogamy anymore. It's just called the Tomogamy Cluster. So the park name is being changed to the cluster. Cool. And so I now actually say, so you're going into the cluster. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm it's into like the, the cluster. The, it's a clusterfuck in the cluster. Like <laughs> yeah. That's kind yeah. of the, but I, I like that. You don't have to reserve a lake you don't have yeah. to reserve a campsite i don't know if you guys have been to killarney algonquin where it's like algonquin, you got to yeah. be off your site algonquin. at 11 a.m yeah yeah, yeah. You know, you it's can't you can't stray from a lake what happens if you're windbound you know what yeah there's so many different things so a part of my job is explaining to people well we don't have to find your route figure out what your route is right now the most mm-hmm. important thing is we get your canoes in the book because i've only got 50 and you know july 27th you know come march 15th yeah i'm not going to have any so we yeah. can figure out your route up until July 27th, the mm-hmm. morning you show up, and we can figure out where you're going to go. We're not reserving lakes. We're not reserving no. campsites. And, you know, only one-fifth of what we consider the Tomogamy Canoeing Region is actually park. Yeah. So you can do an amazing, a, gr- a great example, Turner Lake Loop. No permits. It's not in any park. Yeah. So you, you, you don't... It's not in any park. It's so not it's in totally any park. Crown, it's a 100% land, crown land trip. You can make an argument in terms of... 100% crown land trip. Well, you might say cross Wasik scene as well. Yeah, yeah. That's another 100% crown land trip. There's so many of them in Tomogamy. Yeah. So, you know, you don't you don't have to make this massive sort of plan beforehand. You don't have to you don't have to be on that Killarney hotline mm-hmm. February 4th because you know there mm-hmm. won't be a single site available from June 15th to September 15th in Killarney come February 7th. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's not what tomogamy is like. It, it's way more chill. It's way more. If someone could say, you know, you want to compare it to ski areas, I'd say Killarney and Algonquin are Whistler, and uh, tomogamy is Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Hmm. Yeah, it's cooler. It's bigger. It's better. The experience is more authentic. That's Snoop Dogg's. It's yeah. Ground Zero. You're further out. You know, yeah, you're further out. Yeah. So you know, that's that's kind of. I want to go to Jackson Hole. Yeah. I don't want to go to Aspen. Yeah. That's Boom. me. Tomogamy, baby. Yeah. Eric, thanks for coming on the show. I man. love you guys. I love you too, man. Yeah. No, the, the, we love you. Anytime um, you guys humor me. Yeah. You're, you're a part of the shenanigans. Oh, come on. I call it. you guys up like, come on, have some good times. So fun. Yeah. We just want to have some you good know? times. It's so I fun. Think, I think next time, though, someone's got to get between me and Aldo. Yeah. We can't, <laughs> we can't have a repeat of that. That's yeah, for sure. I know. You can't leave him and I alone. But then I think Aldo and I will 
beat that person up, whoever that <laughs> Probably, is. Probably, yeah. Okay, so it'll happen I'll, anyway. I'll, I'll come in. I'll wrestle you guys. I, 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 I wish you would. I kind of wish you would. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I, uh, I like, almost <laughs> felt bad because we were, like, blasting tunes, which, like, how amazing are those portable speakers? I didn't feel there. bad for one second. <laughs> I know you yeah. didn't. <laughs> I didn't. For, I turned it up, actually. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was fun, man. It was a good it was time. It's like, four in the morning. We're, yeah. like, blasting that metal. Yeah. yeah. Like Iron Maiden, right? See, that's, a, that's another, like, I know it's time to go, but no, there's no, that one thing where... The way the way that technology has changed, yeah. we can now bring our music and broadcast it at a very high level. Yeah, wherever the fuck we go, you know, <laughs> yeah. you want like it's like it's better than having a giant like JVC stereo, totally. You know that you put on your shoulder. Those things are waterproof too. The, yeah, and like the UE the, booms. These UE amazing. boom things, it just it sounds amazing. And Aldo and I are partying at three in the morning, and it's awesome. <laughs> I can't. So good. You know We're what? Like, the Mitch, more, it's raining. The more I think of it, the more I want to do it again. <laughs> oh man, I want to. I know. I can't hey, wait to get back out. I'm gonna bring more Advil. I'm sorry I didn't come up when you guys I, came I, up because I would have partied with you. What are you talking about? You were there. Yeah, you were there. You you were in bed. We were actually right beside. Oh, you. I thought you were yeah. talking about the first night. I think no, we could, no, no, no. We could hear you snoring. Night, yeah. remember, remember, Eric and I sleeping. didn't get out of our sleeping bags till like uh, one p.m. Yeah, the I remember next that. Day. Yeah. You went to bed. You went to bed. What old baby? Uh, I had some CBD. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric, do you want to tell anybody about the tell our our audience who where people can find you and how they can book sweet trips? You know, you can <laughs> check out our website at tomogamyoutfitting.ca. Whoa. You can click the link under the SoFly podcast on podcaster.ca. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Podcaster.ca. It. It's happening. It's happening, people. <laughs> so good. Um, and you can call us at 416-835-0963, and we will uh, tell you everything you need to know about coming to Tomogamy and getting in a canoe. And come visit you in your new digs. Yep. Can't wait. Can't wait to have you guys. Out. Everybody go down there and visit them. It's so much fun. And just go. Like, what are you waiting for? Tomogamy is the best place. Awesome. You've opened our eyes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Eric. Always a pleasure. That's it from uh, me, Mitch, Aldo. Yeah. Bye. Yoma. <laughs> See you later. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care. You can find all of SoFly's content at SoFly.ca. On Instagram, we're at the SoFly Crew. You can reach us at thesoflycrew at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns. On Facebook, we're SoFly, and our podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify.